Hello, welcome to another episode of Andrew's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana. As always, I've been joined by my illustrious sidekick, Hunter Bay Lear. Oh, we don't get any fancy stuff for Jupiter's Legacy this week? I'm going to say my coked out old daughter. <laughs> You're a depressed superhero son. Yeah, like, <laughs> I want to coke out a daughter first. <laughs> That's how I view you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you see me as a cokehead. That's cool. <laughs> well, so I don't mean I remember, again. We never get an intro down right. So what That's my the point though? I know exactly. So it's like one of the times we uh, I was talking to somebody like, yeah, I'm not cokehead. Cokeheads are skinny. <laughs> That's like, true. If I was a cokehead, I'd be fucking skinny. I'm like really I'd be looking good. I'd be looking like Christian Bale from The Machinist. Bones. <laughs> <laughs> rough. A very rough image. Thank right you. Right now I look like Christian Bale from American Hustle. <laughs> More like American Husky. <laughs> Comic books. We're here to talk about comic we books. We're watching by Andrew's Amazing Comics down safe in New York. Now, let's start the show off with some news. Uh, I'll start off with this one because I really like this one. It's a lot of, it's a lot it's a of lot DC. It's a lot of cool shit. It's a lot of DC stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like crazy DC shit. Um, so let's start with the comics. DC announces a Bat Family crossover called Fear State. Gotham is turned to hell on Earth as Shadow enacts his plans, drawing, drawing from threads in Future State and Infinite Frontier, and spins into a new book. Uh, called I Am Batman, starring Jace Fox. Uh, uh, I, I think I think the book. No, I think the book I Am Batman is a bad name. Why? Jace is whatever because we we've gone over that. Oh, I'm like Jace is a bad name. But I Am Batman, it's just it's whatever. It's like I, I Am I Legend. Like it. It's I Am whatever. I don't like it. It's just dumb. I like having like Batman Second Son or Prodigal Son or whatever. Yeah, it's called. yeah. that's that's a good name. Yeah, next it's like I, oh, it's the like next of kin essentially. Yeah. I am Batman. I get it. Yeah. I get the statement, but also like I don't need two Batman in my universe. You know, exactly. We don't I need don't two need running this. around. We, I don't. We already have. Damien and Dick and Tim and Jason. And Why? Batgirl. What are they Batman post? So let's be fair. Batman. Bruce will still be Batman post Fear State, as far as we know. Yeah, unless he goes into a coma for some reason right. because of the fear toxin and put him into a constant state of fear and he's reliving the moment of, I don't know. Ah. Uh, um. So that's my one thing. So as far as we know, Jace. Oh, sorry. Bruce will still be um. Batman. And we'll find out. Um, Jace becoming again. Jace becoming Batman is more of a less tied to threads from. Uh, well, so it's a cool story to tell. Yeah, I'm not opposed to the story. I'm opposed to the name. I am Batman. I think it's just like a, it's it's a kind of a weak name. It's weak. But you can't. Call, you could can call it the next Batman. Yeah, next, like, it should have just been called next Batman. It's like Superman versus Lobo. Gets the point across, but it's lazy. Right. Let's talk about that once you're done with uh, anything you have left to talk about with this. Oh, um, yeah. I would just call it. I would just call it next Batman. And just name it Volume Two. Yeah, or, or well, look, the first one's Future State, next Batman. Yeah, and then it's next Batman, like Second Son. Se- yeah, Second Son. Next Batman, like third something. Yeah, or, Keep it like going with that kind of weird. Yeah, you can do that, stuff. or like I said, you can make it just call Batman the or, next. Oh, sorry, the second, uh, the next Batman as literally the title because yeah. it makes sense. It mm-hmm. ties back to the Future State thing. People see the the name and go, oh, is that ties to Future mm-hmm. State? Yes. It's a good marketing thing. Yeah. Well, it's a, a lot good of books are thing. lazy. I don't understand like Blue Beetle. You need to call it Blue Beetle. For Crushing Lobo, it's okay with being called Crushing Lobo. Yeah. But Superman versus Lobo, a little too on the nose. He gets the point across, which I like, and Lobo, gotta love him. Well, it's a but Superman versus Lobo is just lazy. So yeah, Superman vs. Lobo is coming out. It's written by Tim Seeley, uh, Sarah Beatty. And uh, by Marika and Dolfo. You got the Money Shot team writers, and then you got Marika and Dolfo, who's an up-and-comer. Well, not really an up-and-comer not, anymore, yeah. but she's rising through the ranks. 
like a madman. Yes, it's a black label book. It's a three issue black label book, so it's not canon. It better not be magazine size. Or I'm gonna fucking I think scream. It, might be magazine it could be prestige. Size. I'm fine with that. Everyone's fine with. Everyone is fine with prestige format. I know. No one is fine with magazine size. Because that means when I put it on my shelf when I get it in the collection, it's gonna be like the reason why I haven't picked up the question book is because it's so fucking huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's, it's not even it's, the part that is like it's not. It's not just tall. It's also fucking long. Well, yeah, it's, and it stick. It protrudes out of my fucking shelves. It's dumb. I just can't. I can't now with the baby coming. Yeah, you can't, you can't have the baby running to you know fucking Superman versus Lobo. Just take her head off. <laughs> That's right, bastard. <laughs> oh God. So Lobo crushes everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you think is happening? You think Lobo will suplex my daughter? Is that what you think is going to happen? Oh yeah. Why is he also now? He's, like, he's Macho Man. Yeah, I know. Whenever I, I think of Lobo, I, old school Macho Man. That's true. I bet back in the back in the day when they're trying to do Lobo content, they probably wanted to get Macho Man to do it. I don't know. Ask. You can always ask Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right. Yeah. Because they did have the Lobo animated series. Oh yeah, for, for what? Like an episode? No. So there was a Lobo. So besides Lobo showing up in the Spitman animated show, I know it's a little side tangent, but I think you know this. Um, there was always plans to do a Lobo anime show. It was I know they actually had the paramilitary special. As no, like so in the show. no, so there was an actual um, series that is actually canon to the DCAU, which is called Lobo. Uh, it was a web. It was actually originally a web series. That's why I don't know about it. Um, it was a web series, um, but it's canon to the DCAU. It's the same voice actor that they had for Fred the Tascator, animated uh, for the anime show. Yeah, Fred Tascator. Yeah, he's the guy who voices Bane in like ninety percent of everything. That's fair. I think it's who it was. Mm. It's either him or John DiMaggio. One day we will do a Lobo episode so I can watch you just go. I, I did a Lobo episode on uh, Dr. DC, but we didn't go in-depth on media. We just talked about Lobo as a character. That's right. So. Hey, if you want to hear Hunter crush, gush about Lobo, check that crush out. Crush and gush. <laughs> I hate you. It's really a thing now. Hey, man. It's 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 better than the Howie Duck thing, so. <laughs> hey, man, don't even bring me back to that. Once that's it gets fair. a new book, it's when my brain explodes. I know. Um, so that, Dude, there was a small part of me that I thought George was going to say. Oh, you know, dude. I thought he was going to say that, and I was going to cry forever. <laughs> Something we can't talk about, but no. I would cry forever if that's what was working, if that was happening. Oh, my God. Anyway, so. We have that. We got the two comic book news. Yeah, so that's for it for DC comic news. That's um, for it for DC comics. Yes. We still have DC TV and it's DC all, movies. Yeah. Well, HBO Max. Yeah. So we'll do, we'll talk about the HBO Max really quick. So they finally cast. Uh, so you guys know the Green Lantern TV show is coming up. Uh, they finally cast uh, the Alan uh, cast uh, Alan Scott for the um, eh, for the HBO Max GL series. Who is it? I don't know. Because I put down who is it in my in the notes like you would find it. I had it written down there. I thought. No, you didn't. You just said he's been cast. Now we'll sit here in silence. Really? Yeah. You really are here. Really. I. Jeremy Irving. No idea who that is. I'm pulling up his IMDb. Okay. <laughs> um, he's from American Horror. Oh, he's the oh, bad no, guy no, in American, Har- American Horror Story. I ended up looking him up. Recently. Oh no, sorry. No, he's in American Horror Story. I clicked on the wrong thing because they cast Guy Gardner too. Oh, Guy Gardner's a horror story guy. Yeah, that's who that was. That yes, we did talk about it a little bit ago. Um, sorry. Uh, Jeremy Irving. Uh, do. And he will be playing, uh, and Alex Scott will be gay in the series. They've confirmed that. Dope. They have confirmed that. Which Good. is. Oh, and we also got another Green Lantern new, news today. Yeah, whomst. Um, 
No, about the CW stuff we were talking about. Remember? Uh, oh, the Mike? Diggle stuff? We'll get back yeah. to it in a sec. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited for the casting stuff for the Green Lantern characters. I think it was it's pitched as like a low-key anthology, so I'm excited to see like if Guy Gardner will be like a main character, like the main character, and then Alan Scott is like his mentor, so you get to see flashbacks. Because this guy that cast is young. Yeah, he's 24. Unless we're doing, unless we're doing Earth 2. He's 24. Yeah, unless we're doing Earth 2 Alan Scott. He's and he's like just somehow around. I feel like an ass. Dude, he's he's how, how old? He's twenty four. He's younger than he's he's my age. He's not, he's born night uh, June eighteenth, nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Yeah. He's not twenty four. I don't know. The IMDb page is twenty four. I'm fucking ninety seven. I'm, I'm born in ninety seven. He's like thirty something. He's your age. Oh, he's two years older than me. Oh, thank, uh, two okay. years younger than I am. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was like, he's twenty four. He's fucking my. Oh, age. after twenty four things he's been in. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> You're bad at this, dude. I am bad because nothing major. Completely, <laughs> he's nothing major. Like, uh, I'm looking, I'm trying to, like, Billionaire Boys Club, I might, like, Mamma Mia, okay, sure. Uh, He's been in stuff, and it's cool. Stonewall. It's cool. Anyway, let's move on past that. Let's talk about the Diggle stuff. Sorry, I was really looking into, like, his stuff. Diggle, Diggle, Diggle. So, yeah. Disappointment on the Diggle front here, but I think it was mandated by Disney. Yes, because of the HBO Max, Disney. I fixed it after. I said, I said Diz DC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because of the HBO Max show, um, they... Do you think it's because of the HBO Max yes, show? Yes, I do. Actually, I actually really do. Um, I wouldn't put it past them. Because they tease it up, and they go, he didn't take So it. they've confirmed... I forgot the actor's name who plays David. David Ramsey. Thank you. Has confirmed that he's not playing Green Lantern um, in the CW show. And in fact, the crossover is about why he is not Green Lantern and the ramification of why what happens It'll when he's not They'll probably go to someone else, and then they'll get their own spinoff show. That, or because of the HBO Max show, this may be that spinoff. It ties into the CW stuff? We don't I, know. I wouldn't be opposed. We don't know. We don't know yet. I would not be opposed. So... Because it goes to Guy Gardner and James, uh, not Jer- James Irving. Oh, the other guy shows up. Right. That'd be crazy. Uh, or Matt Alan Rock. Scott shows yeah. up and it's Jeremy. Ooh. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. Like it could be things like the, the main. So they confirm like this is he's not. And but and that, but that's the the drawing point for the crossover. Where's still. the ring going? What's why he didn't take it? What really is that whole thing? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I like that as a good story. Yeah. Um, especially for a crossover TV show. Um, but also. Kind of am very disappointed in it that they haven't um, that they went that route and just they didn't get him the Green Lantern yeah. ring. But again, I also think it was something. Well, they you know how Jordan's to... in the universe. Yeah. So how Jordan could finally show up officially, which would be kind of cool to see. Right. Exactly. You could still do that. But now again, that it looks like they're not doing John or Hal like in the, in the stuff because John was going to be in Zack Justice League, but they can't use him right now. Right. And like Hal Jordan is Ryan Reynolds right now, so we don't know what's going on. Well, that's the whole thing. Um, that's the whole point. Like, what what was the the the, the twist and make again? You tease it up really well, and then why not go back to the story and just have for him come back and be like, "There's a story I'm telling that I'm not Green Lantern, which is dumb." Yeah. There's got to be a reason why they couldn't use that. Illegal reasons. And I think a lot of it had to do with the HBO Max. Stuff. I'm surprised. But uh, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about more HBO Max. Yeah, or kind of, sort of HBO so, Max. So, J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and Bruce Tim are teaming up for a new Batman animated series called Batman Cape Crusader. It is in the same vein as the animated series, but he yeah. looks a little different. He kind of looks like a mixture between uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman, but with the cowl from the um, the Detective Comics 27. Yeah, He's so... Like big pointy ears. Yeah. It's in the key art for now. It's supposed to be like the... Uh, like, so, what the show is supposed to be... Um, no, for all those that are like, oh shit, maybe new DCAU content, they confirm it's not part of the DCAU. It's thing. Which sucks. It is what it is. Um, every other DC show, every other Batman, where the Batman wasn't it. I know, but we're Batman getting comic form, it. we're getting in comic form anyway, just League Infinity, so yeah. I'm okay. Fire. Um, but yeah, so this show will actually talk about, uh, it's an anthology series, uh, talking about some of the 
key points of Batman's history. Interesting. Um, that's why Batman looks the way he does in the cover because like that's a actually... Batman through the years situation. Yes. Mm. Um, with them telling different stories. It'll probably be about eight episodes. That's how much the HBO Max usually goes for. Yeah. Um, or sixteen if it's animated because it's not an hour. Mm, true. Um, that's why Bad Batch is an hour. Is sixteen instead of eight? No, because it's not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to see it. Um, uh, also because it, it may, reminds me of the. Uh, Bruce Tim animated special he did for Batman's twenty fifth anniversary something like that no no um the Batman anniversary series there was twenty fifth anniversary and he did like the black and white uh, Mad Monk story oh. um that's where my like, like, that cover nice. uh, poster reminded me of that immediately yeah. so more in vain of that more ultraviolet old school Batman through the ages yeah but speaking of ultraviolet flip the table and go not ultraviolet no so we got uh. Lois and Clark. It's a new Superman animated series uh, coming from HBO Max and also Cartoon Network where Jack Quaid is Superman. Can you yes. fucking believe that, dude? Huey. Yeah, I know, right? Superman, dude. That uh, guy. The oh, show is called legend. My Life with Superman. It's about Lois and Jimmy, I believe. It's about yeah. Lois and Clark being in the 20s and Jimmy's kind of like the side. Jimmy's yeah. like the... It's the three of them, really. It's like 20-something-year-old like yeah, Superman Lois, Lois, I believe, is Spanishy and Jimmy is black. So Jimmy's black. The CW thing, yes. which I think is cool. Yes. I don't think I have the same guy to voice him. No. No, no, Why not? no. He was good. He's too. Uh, he's he's too Jacks old. right now. Yeah, he's also too old. Eh, you don't know the reason. Phil why... Lamar voiced the Static Shock, but Phil Lamar is actually a good voice actor. Do you want? That's do, true. do you watch Bad Bat? You watch Hey, Bad it's me. Opening. Yeah, like do you watch. I'm like, Jimmy Olsen. Can you, I take a picture of you guys? I'm 20. You watch the opening <laughs> of. Um, he may be a little bit younger, Jimmy, because Jimmy's not the same he age. He does look like a baby. Yeah, he looks, he looks younger. Like he's like 15, 16. Yeah. Spider Man, Peter Parker style. Right. Um, you watch the opening of Bad Batch, right? Yeah. Well, I'm up to date on Bad Batch. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, oh, you mean Kanan? Yeah, yeah. That he's yeah, he's got like Prince. eight years old. Yeah. He, how old is he in that? He's like, at least scene? he's at least twelve. Yeah, he sounds like a grown man. I should be able to. Say, I, I feel like I have to buy him a drink after that. Like that's what happened. Well, it's because they got Freddie Prince. Hey man, back. what up? He like he tells that dude like, yeah, hey, Fre- hey guys, these are my friends. Whoa! They got Freddie Prince to show up, and they just pitched his voice up. They didn't ask him to do anything. They just pitched it up slightly. Yeah, because it doesn't sound exactly. The he same, rolled he up similar. into that scene, going, going, "Hey, it's me, hey Caleb guys, Dune. hey guys, look at this. I'm Caleb Dude. Look at my boys over here. The bad batch. <laughs> it's like, do you Roll smoke a up, pack like, of methyls? Look at a black dynamite style. Yeah, like did he like <laughs> he immediately went through puberty in that one scene. <laughs> I guess that's how his alien race rolls. That's what happens. So yeah, work. <laughs> yeah, because that's how that's they how work. the humans work in Star Wars. They're, all of a sudden, they're all aliens. Let's be fair; they're all aliens technically. Well, they're considered humans. They're humanoid. Humans. That's because they look like us. They're not us. They're not from Earth. So I'm just assuming his race doesn't go through puberty. It's a one minute thing, and they're like, "Hey, what up? Ignore my body. Ignore my small body. Hey, what's up? Yeah, like, <laughs> ignore my small body. I'm a man now. Like that's exactly what happened in that scene." He was choosing away from. Hey man, who wants to do shots at the bar after this? <laughs> you got this right. High fives. Order sixty six. No, my drinking buddy. Yeah, like that's all I thought. So no, you can't have that guy. You can't have like freaking Jacks do the voice of Jimmy Olsen in this show. Going, <laughs> hey Lois, hey Clark, let me take that five. What's going picture. on? Yeah. I'm still in high school. Yeah, what's going on, guys? <laughs> like you sound like you you are an adult. Like you definitely take certain phone calls for your friends. Like. You pretend to be your father, like... Oof. Taking a hit there, Millar. Taking a hit yeah. to your pride there, doggy dog. Anyway, um, that's... But I'm excited with it. Doing it later. But, you know, I'm excited for both those shows. When I saw them, I was like, yes! yes. I like... And... I'm an adult who likes cartoons. Fight so, me. Yeah. Also, it will air <laughs> on HBO Max and on Cartoon Network. That's dope. 
So, if you don't have HBO Max, don't worry. It will be actually on Cartoon Network. And thank you for this being on Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network needs actually more superior cartoons that are actually on Because Teen Titans cable. Go is the only thing they have. Right, it needs more... Superheroes need to be on cable television. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, outside of streaming stuff. Because there's plenty of superhero anime stuff you can watch on streaming. Yeah. Whether it's, like, anime or, like, things on HBO Max, like, Holly, or like the Holy Queen show on HBO yeah. Max, there is no real superhero anime shows anymore. And the Plastic Nights Go. Right, and that's not great. Let's be mm. fair. It's made for a very specific audience, and we were not that audience. Hey, the jokes are pretty solid sometimes, though. You gotta admit, oh, the writing yeah. is pretty good every once in a while. It's like mm-hmm. Sonic Boom. The, the concept is lame, it's, but it's the, very the writing is like, oof. It's very referential. Because yeah. they know who's watching it. Kids with their parents, and the, the joke's for the parents. Yeah, exactly. The kids are like, oh, I want to watch Sonic Run Fast. There's a scene in the... <laughs> There's a scene in the movie for Teen Titans Go! where they push Batman's parents into the alley yeah. and shot, and they go, and they're cheering it on, and I'm like, what the fuck? I know. It's, it, goes, it goes hard. All right. Back on to our <laughs> no-ats. Um, let's talk about CW. Yeah, Before we get into the, the, the weird and the big. Uh, so CW is officially passing on the backdoor piloted painkiller spinning yes. out of Black Lightning, which no surprise there. No surprise there. I haven't even watched the episode, and I was not excited. Would I have watched it? Yes, because I would watch all the DC content. Yeah, of course. But I don't care. I don't even know who that character is outside of the show. In is the book, yeah, he's in the books. He actually has a really small role in the book, though. Uh, but again... Didn't it, they make him one of the boyfriends in this? Yeah. Yeah, so I thought... The biggest problem with um, the show is... I was literally talking to customer about this today. One, I stopped watching Black Lightning for very many reasons. I um, have yet to watch it, and I kind of want to, because I like um, the guy who they got to play him. Chris, oh, yeah. Uh, Chris... Uh, Je- oh, my God. Chris Curtis Jackson? No, that's what no. he sent. Is it Chris Summers? Is it that? It's Chris something. It's C-R-E-S-S. Yes. It's Chris. Yeah. I don't know why I say Curtis Jackson. That's what he said. <laughs> Well, Curtis Jackson, no, that's right. If Fifty Cent played Black Lightning, I'd watch that so hard. <laughs> Yo, it's me, Black Lightning. Zap, zap. <laughs> oh man! Hey, Fifty Cent, Black Lightning. Black, Black Lightning. Did voice him in an animated show, or yeah. just play him in the live action film. Apparently, <laughs> just fill in. Yeah, that's all it is. But yeah, so um, the way. The problem with the uh, painkiller is that they made he's very different from the comic. He's very very different from the comic. They gave him actually DID. They actually kind of gave him more like DID. Yeah. Where like this good half and like the vengeful half of him in yeah. the in it. I'm like it's okay. It makes up for the story as it yeah, went on. The backdoor on. pilot officially aired um, last week. Last week or the week before. It's last week. And fans did not care. Nope. It's similar with the Green Arrow and the Canaries. When I was watching the last season of Arrow, oh, I was I like, hated that I was like, this episode is dumb. I literally, I watched the first five minutes, skipped it, watched the final episode, which was the funeral. Yeah, I was like, I was like good. Because like, everything about that pilot didn't make sense. Yeah. Like, why is, is this, like, they should have just done it after the series and like, this is just a new season, yeah. but it's just not really, yeah. you but know. No, they had to try and they failed and they failed hard. Got, they didn't pick it up. Yep, so. Same with Painkiller. Yep. Uh, I hate things that feel disambiguous. Yeah, it's fine. To what they are supposed to be. But, speaking of disambiguous to what they're originally supposed to be, Powerpuff Girls, the pilot script got leaked, and everyone hated it, so they're reworking the series. They're not yes. canceling it. Not canceling. They're reworking not. it with the same cast. They, yeah. But the script, you the you idea is good, where yes. Blossom and them are jaded superheroes. Yeah, I like that. I like that concept. I love that concept. It works a lot. Yes. But the dialogue came off as cringy edgy and unnecessary at least from what I've read of the script you didn't get to read it no I told you what the gist of the, it was you the don't think it's that bad thing, but it's pretty bad no like the there are this, this oh the well, Bubbles you... have you seen Blossom no Buttercup I haven't well 
maybe if we leak her nudes, she'll find out. And Bubbles goes, no. And then Buttercup like, ah, that worked once. Like, yeah, see, what? That, I don't like that. First of all, why do you have your sister's nudes? What's up with that, dude? That's fucking weird. I don't have my brother's nudes. That's fucking weird. Who does that? I don't care if you're an adult. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. I don't want to see my fucking siblings, you know, junk. We know that. Ah! Anyway. No, I get it. Like I said, uh, the whole thing is... Like that, I like that. I was like, no, yeah, that's that's bad. That's yeah. really bad. Um, but the other stuff, like when we were talking about the other stuff that was like, uh, they got yeah, leaked where, out. Yeah, uh, Blossom, uh, when they were kids, she killed Mojo Jojo. That's fine. And then she's dealing that. with the guilt of that. That makes that, sense. That's cool. That's, that's that cool. makes sense. That's, that helps make them jaded. And like Blossom disappears every once in a while to like get into headspace stuff, but she's still talking to Grandpa, so she, we should know she's okay. And it's just like, who's Grandpa, first of all? Yeah. Does Tony even have a dad? We never found out. I know, right? I just want to see um a lot of the weird characters, like him, show up. And it better be Lil Nas X. <laughs> it better <laughs> be really? Lil Nas X or I will riot. <laughs> like, really? That's that's your go-to now? You tell me you him wouldn't be Lil Nas X? Oh, yeah, now. You're wrong. Right. Well, now. <laughs> even before that, I would have picked him. Dude's crazy. Anyway. Finally, on the CW front, uh, Naomi got picked up for a full series yes. order. Um, for two episodes. Eh? Well, that's a that's full series for yeah. CW. Eh, she doesn't have enough content right now for me to go, oh man, I can't fucking wait. She has one book, which will be told in that entire run, and then she'll maybe team up with Superman at one point, because we know they do that in one issue. Because she can't jump into Young Justice, and she can't jump into uh, Justice League, because there's no establishment there. Yeah. So all she has is Naomi, which means Bendis needs to get his ass and shit together. I don't know why I said it like that. I meant to say get your shit together. Uh, and write up. Naomi season two. Because so you called I, it season one. That's why I said season two. Yeah. So I'm looking at the uh, Power of Girl script. It's bad, right? It's not as bad as you made it sound. Well, I was kind of giving it a damper. But yeah, people, it's not that good. Yeah, so they're reworking that. Black uh, Killer is gone. And Naomi is ordered. And I'm not too enticed by it, but I'll definitely check it out because I'm curious. Oh, and Naomi? Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about... always like mysteries, and that, that one's like a mystery of like who her backstory is and what she's doing, and of course, it's CW stuff, so... Yeah. It's gonna be fun. No, I... I'm I, just more excited for Stargirl Season 2. Cannot I wait! I know. Cannot wait! I know. I hope so. That's what I want. It's so stupid. Like, that show was like honestly not good, but I loved it. It was good. If you really, I like no, it a lot. If you go back and watch that show, it is kind of just like there, but I like it. I like the characters, and I like the idea of what they were doing, and I like how they set it up where it's like golden age, but not like how they how Jeff Johnson did it. Night. Oh, yeah. yeah, so good stuff. Uh, last but certainly not almost least, I totally forgot that we had that little thing in there. Um, yes. Invincible is getting a live action movie, and it will not be in the same animated universe. Yes. Why? I'm not at all. I'm okay with seeing a live action Invincible, but wait until the show is done. Well, they probably had that in the works while season one was going on. I know, but like it's going to confuse general audiences. They're going to watch it on the animated one and go, this is awesome. And then watch the live action one and goes, why? Cause now what are they going to do? Adapt the comic or adapt the show? I don't want to watch the show again in live action. Who are they going to get? All right. Steven Yen sounds good. JK Simmons is the only man for Omni man. Who are you going to cast fucking John Hamm with a mustache? It doesn't work. I think John Hamm would work, but you know what I mean? I mean, John Hamm can't. He's, and, he's and the people. hyper violence works in the com and the TV show so well because it's a comic book just drawn to life. Right. The, are we really going to see Omni-Man punch a hole through someone's head? Yes. But how good will that look? Awesome. You know, in live action. Amazing. I don't think so. I, I've seen a lot of the hyper-violent movies, even with budget, and they are... It looks way fake. 
I know animation is fake, obviously, but it just doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't roll with me. So I'm not excited for this while I watch it. Duh. Yeah. Well, I'm not excited for it, though. Unless you cast my boy, Tom Tom Holland or Timothy Shalomalama. <laughs> what is wrong with you? No, you can't cast them or we'll get a Scarlett Johansson situation. Mark is Asian. Who, who are they going to get? If it's Henry Golding, I swear to God. <laughs> now he's Snake Eyes. Now he's Invincible. What do you think about the live action thing? You think it's good? I like the idea. I don't like the the same time situation. Wait till one's done. I'm okay with it. The reason why I'm not like fussing so much about it is that I'm not fussing too much. It's gonna announce it doesn't mean it's gonna go off the ground either. Oh, since it's in the works, I know. Yeah. And also, it could take years. Right. There's a lot of comic book movies that are still in the works and taking years to get done. Absolutely. But, you know. Now let's talk about the big, the big elephant in the room: Eternals. The teaser trailer dropped it, and I love how when Marvel drops a teaser trailer, but it's longer than it's most like, teaser. Like teaser trailers are supposed to be. 15 to 45 seconds like a yes. TV spot. Yes. The Marvel ones are going, we're two releasing minutes. full trailers, but we're just like... Calling the teasers. Calling the teasers. This is two minutes and like 11 seconds. It does it explain... everybody. It does explain a lot of what happened. Not and what really. they are. So, it does. So, we know they've been around forever. Have you seen the memes where it's... um? So, you know in Spider-Man 1? Yeah. Or Spider-Man 2, the originals with Toby, where... Peter's sitting there and he watches a uh, ambulance fly by before he suits up and goes to help. Yeah. There's a scene, uh, they're memeing it and going, the Eternals when they see um, New York getting attacked and it's just... Yeah. Like this yeah. Because if they've been around for so long, they straight up mention Cap and Iron Man unless they were blipped. If they were blipped, I get it. Not helping for New York? I need an explanation for They that. were not blipped. Were they off-world? No, they weren't blipped. They were... Because they're too strong to be blipped. Pretty much. Probably. Um... They were probably here. so. This is what. So this is my. Also, we we didn't get to see Kid Harrington suit up, which sucks. That's but right. also, if they spoiled that, I'd be kind of pissed. Yeah, we see him though. But so, uh, I and he also better be like more of like I don't want the weird version that, that showed up in the Eternals where he has like the leather jacket, the pants, and like the lightsaber. No, that you know, I want Dane Whitman straight up like I have the sword. Yeah, it's, I they, want they that. Kid Harrington. They got John Snow. I know. They You're gonna tell me they're not gonna fucking do it good? I know. So, <laughs> uh, my theory is this. So what we know from the trailer is that. They've been around for all these years. Been forever. Um, they came here on the ship. Ship might be Apocalypse's. Um, that's because Apocalypse steals the same ship to use. Success. Anyway. Well, not in, not in the movies. Unless that's how they get in there. We'll see. And, duh. Well, again, they probably will reference about mutants. This is my fun little thing. I don't think they're thing. allowed yet. They're allowed. Because Eternals just came out last year, and they yeah. weren't allowed, so they didn't yeah. really do any reshooting. So, um, we know they've been around for a while. We know this movie takes place during the five-year gap. Because he, oh, cool. he talks about the Avengers not being around anymore. So it's either right after... Well, they're still not around. Well, they're not around at that point, remember? Even even in the new stuff, they're not around. Wanda's doing her own thing. Doctor Strange is doing his own thing. True. Spider-Man is oh, on the yeah, run. Oh, yeah, true. true. Uh, Captain are... America just became Captain America. At least the new one. The Avengers still te- technically aren't around. That's true. Hawkeye's busy in New York with Kate. Or San yeah. Francisco, wherever he is. Yeah. Everyone is just, just, you know, Thor's up in space with the Guardians. Right. There's no Avengers per se, but right. if Rhodey sent out a call, everyone would show right. up. So, yeah. there are no Avengers right now. So, right currently, there are no Avengers. So it could take place during the blip. It looks like some of it does. Yeah. Because there's like some gray overtones on certain scenes. Yeah. Where it's like, this could be blip time, and then when it comes back to the lighter stuff, right. it's not blip time. Because the only reason why I say that it has to, it should take place, it should take it place should during take place the, in the, the five years. It should. It should. But then it wouldn't explain how uh, the Flag Smashers uh, were like, nobody wanted to protect us. What about right. the Eternals who were like, Tw- there's twelve. Of- there's twelve of them. Yeah, and no one wanted to help these disenfranchised people. Right. So that's what I'm saying. It has to take place during the blip because it also depends on what story that they're, they're, they're driving from. Clearly, they're not- the bad guy in it. There is no one that probably they're using the deviants as a collective whole. 
Who are the Deviants? Deviants are pretty much the opposite of Eternals. So when Celestials so, so how big is this cast? Uh, probably massive. Because uh, so we got like 10 people on the main cast, and we're going to have like 10 uh, enemies? No. Plus Devi- Dane Whitman? No, Deviants. So the thing with the Eternals, the Eternals are not just them, yeah, the Eternals are not just those guys. There's other Eternals that exist. Yeah, these are the ones that we have. But these are the ones they focus on. Yeah. Um... The Deviants it's are... Like new guys. There's a lot, but we only have right, like 12 that we exactly. talked about. Yeah. So you have the Deviants... When Celestials... And I've said this before on the show, but I will keep saying it. And I will do a whole breakdown of the Eternals when they when they get close to the movie of who and what the Eternals are, because everyone kind of been asking me about that. Nobody knows. The Eternals... Like the Guardians. We the Eternals know. are... The Celestials came to Earth thousands and thousands of years ago. They experimented on monkeys on Earth. They created three races out of that. They created oh, and the, the Celestials Deviants. in the movies are those big giant totem robot guys. guys. Yeah, yeah. Same one thing shows like up in the, the Guardians. One shows up in Captain Marvel. I think so. I can't remember. I think one's in the Kree homeworld. Either way, yeah. Ego is one now, which is dumb. Yeah. But anyway, they came to Earth. They experimented on monkeys. They created humans, and then they created Eternals and Deviants. Uh, Deviants are monstrous looking uh, I thought they beings. retconned them to make the mutants as well. Nope. Or is that what people think? That's what everyone keeps, keeps saying. I'm like, that's uh, not at all what happens. Again, I don't know anything. They're like, it's mutants. I'm like, that's not at all how that if went They call down. the Deviants mutants, dude? They're not, though. Because uh, Thanos is a Deviant. He's an uh, eternal Deviant. He's an eternal Deviant. So is Thane as well. Yeah. And then you have externals like Selene and... What's Star Fox then? Star Fox is an uh, eternal. Okay. He's an eternal. I wonder if we're going to get him. Yeah, like Starfox is an Eternal. If, I wonder if now that he's shown uh, that the Eternals are around, if we'll get Star Fox and Guardians 3. Right. Or the Hol- like, Hol- he's Hol- an Star Eternal. Um, yeah, that's why he's uh, the Eternals of Titan. He's an Eternal of Titan. The Eternals mm-hmm. just happen to be the ones we focus on, the ones from Earth. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and they went to the world, and that's where a lot of mythology was based off of. Um, they to be reckoned as... There were always gods and monsters that existed in the universe, type of thing. Because before that, they when they did the story, like Hephaestus and all them are based on like Cersei. All those names are names of gods that exist in mythologies. Yeah. But then Marvel does have actual people like Hephaestus and all of them that exist. Um, so one kind of made the the rumor of the other. Yeah, and this cast is crazy, so I can't wait to see how everything shapes out. Yeah, so it should take place. It looks like they, they are, looks more and more as they get reveal more information that they're going to be adapting the Neil Gaiman story. Yeah, what I find a little bit crazy is so Kumail Nanjiani's character, he is Shingo, I believe. He's the samurai character. They're making him. Who's black in the original comic? Okay, now I'm not. Okay, now I'm not too weirded out by them changing it. I wasn't weirded out like, oh no, Kumail. I love Kumail. Yeah. But in the trailer, you, you see him doing one of the, uh, the Bollywood yeah, yeah, the Bollywood dances. Yeah. And. It just doesn't... And then we have the Asian character. Hmm? I forget uh, the actor. He was in um, Train to Busan. He was the, yeah. he was the mafia he's, guy. Uh, he's playing Gilgamesh. Who's Babylonian in the... Uh, he's white in the original book, but he plays... He, he's well, why not get him Babylon. to play Shingo, who's the Asian character, and still keep that around? Because in, in the book, he's not Asian. He's black in the, in the book. In the, in Gilgamesh. The in the, Gilgamesh no, is black in the book no, now. No, Gilgamesh in the original in the original context was white. Yeah. Shingo in the original book was black. Yeah, but then they changed it. And then they made... Gilgamesh Asian in the movie, and they made in the, you mean, uh, Shingo Indian in the movie. But in the comic book, Shingo's Chinese for a bit. In now. Yeah, but that wasn't, that's not not just a new run, there's the run beforehand, the Neil Gaiman run, I think he's... No, he's, uh, he's sure? black, yeah. I don't think so. I'll double check, because I had, uh, they put the picture of the characters next to the people they were playing, and I'm like, no, he's black. Like, he's black. Because Gilgamesh, either way, Gilgamesh is, um... His name is Shindo, I'm so sorry. Yeah, Gilgamesh is not... Is it Shindo? 
It's K. It's K. It's K N G O. Kingo. Or? Kingo. Oh my god, I'm racist. Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> Call him fucking Shingo. He's spelling with an S. Oh, he's he's a black Asian. Yeah, he's still Asian though. I'm kind of. Oh, you kind of. Oh yeah, but she's Ajax. Fucking, she's in a fucking Fu Manchu. <laughs> like <laughs> she's Ajax. Yes, <laughs> you're not wrong. Like and like that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> uh. yeah. <laughs> Occupation: actor samurai, based out in Japan. I know Gilgamesh. But Gilgamesh yeah. is black now in the books. I think. It's a new one, at least. Remember the Eternals? He hailed from Japanese settlement of Eternals yeah. in Hokkaido. I don't care about the gender flips. Yeah, gender flips. I don't care about the gender flips because if you fucking got the part, you got the part. But, okay, then the race flips makes me sound racist. It's not what it is. I just think if you have the representation, why flip it around? Yeah. He looks like a executioner. He looks like Carl. I know, he does. That's the artist. They made him black now in the comics. On one of the covers, he's black, I think. They made her Asian in the movie. Like... They just went balls. They went like, let's make and a diverse they, cast as diverse and they already as possible. Had a, I mean, I'm pointing at him specifically because Kingo is very diverse in general. He's a black yeah. Asian character, and they got an Indian guy and they're changing his backstory. Why not cast the Asian guy as him, and then Kumail is one of the other guys? That's just, I, know. I don't. I like everybody who's in the movie. Don't get yeah, me wrong. I know. Barry Kogan is playing like a weird fucking character. Barry yeah. Kogan's a weird fucking dude. He was in Killing of a Sacred Deer, and Jesus Christ, he's nuts. What are you looking for? I was getting this. this uh, oh, Jupiter's. Time. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, but besides me feeling weird about uh, Kingo, I'm like the entire movie three, is like going three, three swaps. Yeah, like they can never get Kingo right. They're like, fuck it. That's the whole point. <laughs> like the Eternals. This is this is where I feel like Marvel is going to extreme. We're like, oh, we're gonna use properties to make movies. I don't think the Eternals were either one necessary or two needed. No. I'm sorry, one was not necessary. They should have just did this as the Inhumans movie and not done the shitty show. Right. Exactly, the Inhumans will have a better presence. You can and the cast the is way more diverse than the Eternals, mostly being white guys. Apparently. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's the whole thing. Like, I think they could have done a better, a better choice of making the Inhumans a movie instead of the Eternals. Yeah. The Eternals is a hard, hard mythology to lay down. Yeah. But like I said, it looks like they're going to be doing the No Gaming book more, which is a little bit more modern. It's modern. More they modern they forgot like. their Eternals. They all woke up in this modern era. And they're kind of like doing whatever the dream is. I wonder if someone will go, well, this isn't my body. Well, no. That'll be interesting. Um, no, because they're still the same bodies that they have. They just woke up. So oh, okay. In they're they're like uh, Old Guard. Except yeah. they don't, like, old, old Guard, they just keep going. In in the book, um, in, in Neil Gaiman's run. Trials, I guess, not Neil Gaiman's run. Yeah, uh, Neil Gaiman's run. No, no, no oh, okay. Neil Gaiman's run on the book. Run. He goes, they go to sleep one time at one point, and, and they, they wake just, up, they wake up and it's like in the future, and they don't remember. They don't remember who they are. Yeah, that's fucking... But they have, like, lives and stuff. Like, they have their own, like, lives and stuff in it. Um, and then the Dream of Celestial comes and explains to Icarus, like, hey, you have to, like, do this. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that can go. He's Asian. Yeah. I picked up one of the Eternals Cosmic Origins book. Yeah. Because, does it cover any of the game and stuff? Jack Kirby? No, we'll go back. Machio, Harris. Back no. of it. We'll tell you in the back. We'll just tell you in the back and the bottom. No, none of it's, uh, gaming. No. This is all the OG stuff. Yeah. This is the Kirby... Eternals are weird, dude. I know they they were really excited for the be, movie. I don't. They were really supposed to be just be like um, the concept of ancient aliens, but then they were like, oh well, let's expand this to this weird mythology thing. And I'm like, ugh. It was like, I get where they're coming from for certain characters. So like for example, Kingo kind of looks like Genghis Khan. Yeah. For example, he's not Mongolian; he's Japanese. Huh. But 
Genghis Khan, yes, being a real person, he has like a sort of mysticism about him. Mm-hmm. Gilgamesh is obviously a god thing. You yeah. have Icarus and you have That's all they Cersei and stuff. Yeah. And if you think about it, like, oh, this character could be like, this is one of the Egyptians that that's what they, was, that's was praised what, as. That's kind of what like it was. Kang is. That's literally how they yeah. explain it. So in the original book of the Eternals, they explain it the as people, like Jesus, those Je- names. Is Jesus considered an no, Eternal? No, you dare. <laughs> is Jesus an Eternal? That's, Tell that, me I'm wrong. That's an episode that I will do with John, and that's different. <laughs> um, but Eternal, oh, but that's all the names. The names are... So see, that's, a, that's where they get their names from. Like, the gods got their names from them, not the other way around. It's weird. Because, again, in the original MCU canon, there were no gods that existed. They were all aliens. There was no... The only god uh, thing that existed in Marvel Comics was Thor. And that's because he's an Asgardian god. It's right. Pantheon. Right. That's the only pantheon they had explored at the time. Mm. If that... At the time, kind of Norse. At the time of uh, Eternals number one, and could you even consider them real gods? They are. But again, at that point, they were. Oh yeah, that one. Um, Now they're just kind of like they're like aliens, kind of. Like I hate that, but that's the whole thing. That's that's why. So that's why when you read the early Eternals, it does not make sense to the concept like, but Cersei exists in in the universe. You know, Hephaestus exists in the universe. Mm. Like we've seen all the Greek pantheon. Is that what uh, Neil Gaiman kind of touches upon in his story? Neil Gaiman does. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Sorry for that Eternals tangent, guys, but a little bit necessary. I'm mm-hmm. confused on the characters, and I bet so are you, and this probably didn't help at all. James tries, but... I, it, I goes over, like... it goes over people's heads where I'm like, this is how it is. It's, it's simple. It's over my head. I forgot everything you said. I know. <laughs> I'll watch the movie and then go, this is great, and you'll go, it's not even close to accurate, and I'll go, but this is the thing now. <laughs> this is it. Look at Guardians of the Galaxy. I am Groot. We've had him for 10 years now. And, and so he, it they, drives they just me. reverted him back to I am Groot. It drives me nuts. You know it. You know it does. Because <laughs> he used to talk beforehand. Because he used to fucking talk. And now he's I am Groot. Yes. So, but Ben just played into it. So as I lose it. my mind with talking about shitty adaptations of things, <laughs> let's talk about Jupiter's Legacy. I don't think it was shitty adaptation. Yes, it was, and I love this book series. The, uh, I'm reading I'm reading Jupiter's Circle right now. Uh, it's pretty good. They oh, got Torres on art, so it's a little different, but it comes oh, yeah. off as golden age. Yes. I like it. I like it, a lot. I like it a lot. And the covers are still quietly. So, yeah. In the first episode, before I get into that, there's a quietly Easter egg in the background on one of the uh, ship on the background. So you know when um, what's his name? Paragon shows up yeah. to fight that chick with the blasters. Oh, yeah. In this the background, quietly... this is quietly, um, I think, like, quietly cleaning or something yeah. like that. And I was like, noise. Yep. I didn't I... see any other pads quietly. He shows up a couple times. Wait, I was gonna there do might the... be a Torres one. I was going to do, like, an Easter egg, like, I always do Easter egg video watch after this, but I was like, uh, I, I was so disappointed about this. So I wasn't disappointed, actually. I was thoroughly I was. surprised. But then again, I haven't read Legacy and Circle since they came out, and it was around the time where I wasn't reading them closely yeah. because I was reading a hundred books at a time because I would buy books my dad would buy books he would send them to me I'd get a package of 200 books every month and I would just speed read them to talk about them with my dad right. so he would hold off his spoilers until I read them yeah. and then we would talk so I read Jupiter's Legacy when they came out very quickly yeah. and then when when um, so Circle cool. came out I, was, I, I think I have all the issues and I'm just like this is weird and then I was like, Dad, was that supposed to be a prequel? And he was like, yeah, probably. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it, but it's written out of order. Yeah. So, but now if you get the new Netflix remasters of the it just goes, trades, the Super's Legacies Volume 1 through 4, yes. get them in the original context. Yes. Because yeah. you're supposed to read, I looked up a reading order in quotes, you read Jupiter's Legacy 1 through 5, then Circle, then Volume 2. Yes. That's what it looks like. You're supposed to, but you don't have to. No, you can read it in release order or in timeline order. Yeah. It still works. I got no spoilers yeah. for reading the Jupiter Circle. No, you get nothing. Yeah. 
Because it's a prequel. Yeah. And it's actually... And if it's very well as a prequel. If anything, if you read Jupiter's Legacy afterwards, you have more context into what's going on. Yes. It's kind of cool. Because you see... Because in... We'll talk about it in the show later on. You find out that Sky Fox is a bad guy. Or yeah. at least he turned on the team at some point. And in Jupiter's Circle, you see him slowly start to... Steps too, yeah. Not become a bad guy, but become more of a Batman anti-hero yes. situation where he's like, I'm doing it because I know it's right, even if it's not the they morally best thing to do. Yes. So... Let's break down. Let's break down the show. Uh, let's break down what the show, the book is about, kind of what the show's about, and then we'll go forward. So, Jupiter's Legacy, uh, originally presented by Image Comics, written by Mark Millar and Mark Millar. I got it. Miller and uh, written by and drawn by Frank Quietly. Um, it was published in 2013 through Image Comics. Thank you. Um, it was a six, uh, technically a it's ten issues. I think ten issues total, yeah. five or five. Yeah, it was five. It was because uh, volumes one and two. Ten yeah. issue series. Um, it covers the life of Brandon. Uh, what the hell is their last name? I can't remember their last names. What are their last names? I don't know. I'm about anyway, to find out. so it actually follows the life of Samson. Brandon. Thank you. Um, it follows the life of Brandon and Chloe Sampson, the children of the Plut- uh, Plutonian. The sorry, Utopian. Who is Sheldon Sampson? Yes. Their date. Uh, and their mother, uh, Lady Liberty. Um, what's great about this? About the book, it focuses on the life. Of, like it, it's a mix of. I forgot how they originally put it when the book originally came out because it was a, like a catchphrase. It was like, oh, it was like the real world meets superheroes. Which is kind of what it is because the daughter's like this crazy, like asshole drug, per- drug yeah. person. So in the book. I don't like Quietly's art. It's very. Uh, I didn't like. This is book actually got me like Quietly's art. Really? I like him with with superhero stuff, but like. The faces all have I, to pull. The faces, they all that have like. That should have been the scene I fucking. The one you just turned to, that should have been in the show. But it wasn't. I know. Who is this? Wait, let me see. That's the mother. Of who? That's Lady Liberty. Really? Yeah. How is that not in the show? That's crazy. I'm I just going spoiled to ta- myself. I want to talk about... <laughs> I want to reread this soon. You Jesus should. Jesus Christ. You oh, my God. Sh- yeah. Now I know why the show has a bad Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah. That's just not in it at all. Yeah. You, the one fight scene for Black Saturn in, like, episode one or two is absolutely ridiculous with the blood and gore. But otherwise, oh, my God. Yeah, like, you... What that- does it cover? It covers, like, the first three issues. This, co- this covers the, the show? The show. It covers, like, the first, like, two. Well, because then it does a lot of backstory stuff. Yeah, because the first five... It, I think they shouldn't have done the backstory stuff with the characters. No, they need it. Or they should have done it in the first two episodes. Got him, gave him the powers, and then went, all right, we're on to the kids. Yeah. Instead, they stretched out the whole season, and now I'm confused. Man, that's cool. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Why don't we get this stuff in the this movies? Is, this is literally... The, the show. Oh. This is issue three! Ah, I'm so confused. Okay. I gotta read this book, bro. So I read it in so long. I'm gonna break down... The uh, let's break down the show first, and let's talk about the show before I, say, I will not go to. Super there's spoilers. a lot of difference. There is a big difference. The sh- show does only really car- cover the first two ish issues two of at least legacy of a, of volume one of Jupiter's Legacy or issue three of Jupiter's Legacy if you're not reading in trade. Mm-hmm. From there, the show does cover those like those moments. Mm-hmm. The major... I'm not even going to get into what I showed you. Yeah. The major difference is, is the Brandon and Chloe mentality. Chloe's the same character. She's yeah. almost Brandon a shot, very shot remake yeah. of the character. Brandon is trying to, in the show, be better and be like his father, when in this, it looks like he's trying to do the opposite. Well, not in, be bad, in but... the book, uh, In the book, he's very much like Chloe. Him and Chloe are almost the same. Mm. The only major difference is that... Um, how that turning point that's in, that I showed you in the book, mm-hmm. 
happens. Mm. Because there, that doesn't happen in the show, they give Brandon more of this living in the shadow of his father type of mentality. Mm-hmm. And Chloe being the fuck-up. Because the problem is having two major fuck-ups and how that show ends is a problem. Um, yeah, because it ends with the Walter reveal. Yes. And the Sky Fox reveal. Yes. So we can't, like... Which is very different from the book. Vastly different. It's uh, actually, I no, know in Volume it's 2 not. of Jupiter... I know in Volume 2 of Jupiter's Legacy, Sky Fox plays, like, a fatherly role. So I know he's not necessarily bad, but we'll get right. there. We'll get there. We'll get that when we talk about kind of what they might yeah. do for Season 2. Yeah. Um, Hopefully they do that. But you can go right through the <laughs> cast listing and do what you gotta do on so, your side. So, uh, Jupiter's Legacy is an American superhero drama... Which debuted uh, Netflix on May seventh, twenty twenty one. Is based on the image book that we just talked about. It was developed for television by Stephen S. DeKnight, who initially served as showrunner. However, made it through production, he was unfortunately replaced by Senku Kim. The show stars Josh Duhamel, Ben Daniels, Leslie Bibb, Elena Kemporis, Andrew Horton, Mike Wade, and fucking Anakin Skywalker himself, Matt Lanter. Yeah, I know. It's it's. I forgot he's an actual actor. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot like, That's George. Actor. Yeah. I loved his character, by the way. He was the best character in the whole show. He was. If you tell me uh, otherwise, you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, where are we? Um, so the synopsis of the, the show. Shortly after his father's suicide in 1929, triggered by Black Tuesday, former businessman Sheldon Sampson travels to an uncharted island in the Atlantic Ocean where he, his brother Walter, and four others receive superpowers. He then creates a superhero team called the Union of Justice. Lame. Good job, Millar. I mean, that, it's I mean, not Millar. Actually, that's not the name of the book. They're not called the Union? They're called the Union, but not Union Justice. It's called oh, okay. the Union. Uh, and his guiding ideals. Never kill anyone, never interfere with political matters, and remain unchanged over the near century of his mm-hmm. adventures as the Utopian. Yes. However, the next generation of superheroes, including his children, struggle to live up to his rigid ideals and high expectations. Yeah. When Sheldon's son, Brandon, seemingly kills one of their greatest foes, it ignites a public debate over whether those ideals are still relevant. Yes. Yeah. And Sheldon does a very good job at portraying that plot. It, yeah. The show does a great job of doing exactly what I just said. Yeah. Otherwise, it does not cover the book in the slightest. Yeah. No, not at all. I do they... like the show a lot for what it was. Oh, I like the show too. But there's a lot of stuff I went, why? And I have a lot of questions. We'll start off with those in a sec. What are your thoughts on the okay. show first? So, I like the show a lot. Um, I like it. Exactly that premise that you gave us and exactly the premise they, so- they sold us. It's what we got. Yeah. It was like, hey, th- I'm selling you toast with butter. Here's toast with butter. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's not. I'm not saying that. It flows very thing. well as a show, right? It that that concept. I was never was confused great. on how he got powers because right. we were getting it slowly. Yeah. My only confusion was what triggered it, but I feel like that's mysticism that we'll get to later on. Right. Um, I also have several questions about other superheroes, which I said we'll get. We'll t- we talked about that. We were talking about. We talk, about I was like, show. why is this thing? And, and we'll you were talk like, about we'll, talk about <laughs> we'll talk about the show. Because I was like, this is too long for me to text out. <laughs> I'm driving. I do not want to have to pull over and explain to you. <laughs> The problems I have with the universe. You pull universe. over on the side of the fucking highway, a cop pulls up. Uh, excuse me, sir. Why have you stopped and your hazards are on? Do you need help? I'm sorry, I'm texting my uh, co-worker about, about Jupiter's legacy. <laughs> about Jupiter's legacy. And the intricacies of how superheroes work in the universe. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. You're doing God's work. He walks away. <laughs> Understood. Like, yes. Um, I'm going to use that every time now. But, so, I like the show a lot. I like it as you told me I was getting this. I, this is exactly what you delivered. Awesome. Yeah. I liked it. I liked the acting. Uh, like I said, the one or two little nitpicks I have about it, about the show, is that um, 
Josh Duhamel does not look good as an old looking man. Only because they the makeup like he looks the, fine with the with the hair. Yes. It's the eye makeup that yeah. got me. The face makeup is fine on the cheeks and the forehead. Yeah, it but just, the eyes look like you could just peel them off and he'd right. look young again. Um so that um that was my only nitpick. Uh and it doesn't fucking have to look fully. Um Yeah, I was gonna say, how is that as an adaptation? As adaptation, it's awful as an adaptation. But mix but not just Duber's legacy as the whole No both of them. It's no. how is it as both of them? No. So just oh, as just as a as a full as a full circle and legacy. How is it? As so circle does not play as, as all in here. No, except for like no. All those flashbacks are in here. Oh, all those flashbacks are in here in I legacy. Know, I've read it in a while. Right. So all those flashbacks support. Everyone's like, oh, this should be from circle. No, that's all in legacy. Mm. Um, that's because that's how legacy is written. Um, reading so, circle in like the half hour is cool. So, so you when should you, read volume one through when you yes, you should read legacy one and two. And then Circle 1 and 2, and then... Or Requiem. Legacy 1, Circle, and then Legacy 2. Circle's 2 volumes. I know. Well, I said 1 and 2. Yeah, you do 1 and 2 back and back. Yeah. You have to, because you actually... You can read in chronological order, but yeah. you should actually read this... Cir- Legacy 1 and... Because it gives you the backstories. Legacy gives you 1 and... One, Legacy 1 and 2. You, what, the reading order you should read it in is Legacy 1 and 2, and then Circle 1 and 2. Even though the... That's release order, yeah. You, you should read it in release order. Yeah. You should read it, because what it does is... There's a bigger story that's told in Legacy. Reading Circle afterwards jumbles up the flow of the story. I might read Circle because I already bought Volume One. I'm going to buy Volume oh, Two. You should. Read Legacy and then go back and read Circle again to see if I can spot all the little. Oh yeah, I did that. Okay, I read Legacy first and then went back and read Circle because I bought it in, in release yeah. order. Yeah, I guess so. Read I Circle and I'm like, yo, this is actually better. It was better reading Circle backwards because like all the stuff that they bring up is you know how it happened. Like, yeah. Oh shit, and it confirms certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, as an adaptation, it's awful. Yeah. It's a very bad seeing seeing just those two spoilers I saw in the book. I forgot how fucked up that book is and how like juvenile the the show was. Yes, the show was like young adult crowd. The show and this the is sh- like you're an adult reading this book. This so is a lot. the big thing about this uh, as an adaptation and why it's getting like the thirty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Is yes, be- it has a seven on most other places, but right. Rotten Tomatoes is a solid thirty seven. But the main reason is a lot of people that have read the comic. And I showed you the spoilers. Yeah. I'm not talking about the spoilers here because I you definitely need to read this book. This the show kind of adapted the first two issues. Black, oh, that fight? Yeah, Black Star isn't that big of a character in this book. In fact, um, the therapist that uh, Sheldon sees is actually a big, bigger character in this book. Mm-hmm. It, it, it bigger in Circle only is bigger in Legacy. Um, oh, they don't have Paragon punch his head off. No. Wow. He's not. He doesn't look like he's here. He's not. Brandon is not in that fight in the book. Wow, they definitely changed a lot more than I thought. Because they, they made did. Brandon more like a, uh, because Brandon and like Chloe are both fuck ups. This happens in like the last episode. This is the yes. end of fucking page, uh, the first one. So Brandon and Chloe are more of fuck ups in the book on yeah, you purpose. Said that before, yeah. In the show, Brandon they need they balance Brandon out with Chloe to explain two dichotomies of the family. Which leads into the problem, the twist in the book. There's two, a couple, a bunch of twists in the book. But the path that Brendan's down is kind of revealed in the show with Walter trying to do what he's doing in the in the show. Um, hey, they brought that in. That's really cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, with Brendan, are we going? Are we going full spoilers for the show? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in a week or so. Yeah. Talk so about what you with, want. with Brandon and with Walter's reveal in the show about trying to manipulate. I said it. I said it earlier. Oh, yeah. Walter became a bad guy. Yeah. With Walter, with Brainwave uh, revealing everything, like that's supposed to be in the book. I didn't realize that he was going to kill his own daughter. 
when Anna Akana was talking about how she was in the show, I was like, oh, sweet, she's gave me, like, a main character, because I remember in the book, I was like, the character, sh- in my brain, I was like, I recognize the character, I was like, she shows up a lot. Yeah. Nope. In the show, she's in an episode he and a half. He has no daughter in, in, the, in the comic. And then he goes... He has a son in the comic. Sook. Yep. And I was like, oh, jeez. And he has, a, he has a son in the comic. Fucking kills her. I was like, I... You know, he has a son in the comic. Mm. Um, and who's the who's Raiko, then? She's just an assassin? Yep. New, yeah, a brand new character. So it's for the show. No, Raiko's in the comic. Let me see. She's not in this one. No, she's not. I, I, I know she's not. She is. Oh. I she is. Yeah. Just she's a villain. Is different. No, yeah, she's saying. a villain in the yeah, other she's book. she's an assassin. She's just an assassin. Because it's supposed to be like, uh, in volume two, when I say like the villains are getting together, there's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you're at the point. It just happens. Yeah. How? Because what, what Walter can do. He I didn't, He can just make that happen? No. Then what is this? How did this happen? Oh my God, go through the page before. I can see the uh, the, the mindscape. Yeah. Oh, kind of how well, he did it to his daughter. In the, okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to... Okay, yeah. put it all together. Yeah. Because it's vastly different. Yes. So, it's supposed to be put the... That's a good, pa- that's good I, paneling. I do like that. Um, Malar knows how to tell a story, even if it is a little edgy So, sometimes. the whole, like, them... Uh, it, it, a lot of this was to set up Brandon to go down the path three minutes later with Walter. While Chloe is so being a fuck-up. Um, and then it ends with... The, we feel like Walter's there, and then that, that George is still alive, but hey, not really... Okay. Oh, this is issue four. The island plays a big role. Just read issue four first. Well, no, because it jumps back. No, because <laughs> it, it jumps to a different... I know, I'm jumping yeah. in, the, I'm in the current timeline. Um, this is... This is a jump. Yeah. Guys. This yes. is a jump. Yes, it is. I gotta reread this book, bro. It's good. I already plan on doing it. I got circle. They're like, fuck. I plan on doing a timeline order. But that's the thing. As an adaptation, it should have... Season one should have ended with that that last big thing. That's Sky Fox, right? No. Look at that. That's the um, you know the um, the guy they hire they help with Fitz. I don't. The know. guy that uh, creates the that can uh, manipulate inorganic matter. Oh, the magician. Yeah, that's, oh, him. that's him. Okay. He's a hunter in the books. He's not a good guy. He hunts down heroes. Very different. Dude, this is crazy. I'm sorry that I'm turning the episode into me reacting to the books. I haven't read this in, since, what, 2013? I literally read this when it was coming out. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's very different from the show. Um, and what they could have done. Right, let's talk about the show now. Unless, you're, unless you still have some ranting stuff to do. No, no, that's it. I could, because there's something, I'll talk about it in, um, for see what my ideas of what they can do for season two. Okay, so... Oh, this is just a cool backup. Mm-hmm. It's Brian Hitch's cover. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a sexy cover. Mm-hmm. Brian Hitch knows what's up. He's got to do more interiors. He's got it. So. <sighs> I know. Now you're mad. Now I'm mad you? that it's not that good. I know. <laughs> like, I thought the show, but coming into this, I was like, yo, the show's good. And I was like. I came in, I was like, this show. But to be fair, you liked it too. Like, I the show's the good. Show, but yeah, I, I read like, the, Oh, man. That's nuts. And I was like, uh. <laughs> Yeah, show's good and all. It adapts but, uh, the first three issues. Books. Yeah. Not, not even. Not even. Not even. It adapts the first two. It's like this. Because and issue, then, like, this issue, doesn't happen. It kind of does. She's in the hospital at some point. Issue three is where it deviates because that's where everything happens. Yeah, but there's yeah, certain things happen. Yeah, certain things happen. Yeah. Like the, the shark infested waters, the sex. Yeah. The Walter and him having an argument. And that's where it deviates. Yes. This is the deviation. Because then in that issue, we get the death. Of certain characters, and it's just, wow, man, 
they did not do a very good job adapting it. But they still did a great job delivering good TV. I really like the show for what it is. Characters are great. After the first episode, you get used to Chloe being aggravating as fuck. And it's just... Sorry. It's just a good way of storytelling where they go back and forth between the timelines for each episode. They explain to you who the characters are, who the players are, Sky Fox's betrayal, and then it turns out that it's actually Walter doing all the betraying, and it's just this, that's just a gorgeous splash page. And we just get a lot of cool things from the TV show that we don't obviously get here. No. So, I don't know. I like the show a lot. Um, oh, yeah, this too. Yeah, the big fight. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know, well, you showed me that before. I know, but... Very different. That is going to be season two. That's got to be the end of season two. Yes. But, like, how are they going to turn Brandon against... Yeah. Like, how are they going to do that? Well, Brandon's it, such a fucking suck-up right now. Well, they they lay the groundwork with Walt's story. In... Because Walt can easily just brain people. Well, besides he's brainwave. That, he tricks people but all the time. He was, but that's what he's been... He's manipulative. Yeah. That's his, been his entire story the entire time yeah. in the show. And he's always... He's, he's pretty close with... I think he's actually going to make Chloe do it. He's closer with Chloe. That's where the twist is in the in the show, is that it's supposed to, you're supposed to root for Brandon to stay with his father. Yeah. And be like, oh, all right, cool. But then you realize like that whole like last scene where he's stand where Brand where Brandon is sitting down and Walter's standing behind him. Mm-hmm. That's meant to be like that's oh. supposed to be the, the mirror right there. Yeah. Mm. Like oh, he's he like I believe going. in you. Don't worry. Yes. Okay. And he's playing him to eventually do what happens in the book. Oh, that's gonna be like that's gonna be all season two. It's gonna be those two issues. Yeah. Plus some backstory stuff. Uh, the, more backstory stuff. the way they're doing it is they do flashbacks yeah. you know, half and half. Yeah. So we're probably going to get a little bit of circle. Mm-hmm. but Because uh, now they have the powers at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. We're going to see how Sky Fox becomes where he is now. Right. We're also seeing current Sky Fox. Now we have him in his current uh, position. And them hunting him down because yep. they think it's him and then it's actually not. It's just it's good storytelling for a TV show. I was on the edge of my... Not on the edge of my seat. Like, oh my God. Yeah. But I was like... in I was in the episode. Oh, so like, was this I. This is good stuff. So was I. It's but a now good... checking that out, I regret not reading it prior. Yep, <laughs> and that's the thing. This is one of those things where you should definitely watch the show first before you read the book. Because then, normally, sometimes you can do like you can read the book first and be like, "All right, cool, I like it," but it's not as much as I like the book. That's fine. Yeah, you can see like, "Oh, they changed a little bit of this," and you can, and you can you can excuse certain things away. What sucks you about it is that. What sucks about it is though, if you watch the show first and then you read the first oh, three pages, things. you get spoilers for the rest of the series if they go that route. Yeah, and it looks like they're gonna try. Yes, they gotta at least get rid of one of them. Yeah, so. Um. Wow. Yeah, it's it's very much. And we do get hints about some of the wider characters, like we know that. Um. Well, Fitz has a instead of it being an adult, uh, instead a son, of a son who's a, a bad it's guy, a, it's a daughter who's a super uh, hero. Mm-hmm. We have um. He's still in a wheelchair because of his paralysis. Mm-hmm. We have um. Hints at um. What's the blue guy's name? Blue Bolt. Blue Bolt. I was calling the rod. The blue rod. <laughs> we have hints at him being gay. Yeah. Because when he when he, he land, when he's with them on the the ship. Yeah. Or they, when they ca- I forget where they get Which him. Is he's so just, like, he just shows up, and so he just shows up, yeah. and he's like, oh, this guy helped me, and he was such a great blah blah. blah. And they show him when like everyone's having their visions. They show him. I'm like, oh, he's not like an old father figure. He's like he's a boyfriend. That's like that's like a boyfriend stuff. Yeah. Like the, 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 yeah. So they're hinting at like the wider stuff. I cannot wait to see, um, the the arc that we have at the beginning of Circle. Yes. Cause like the Jay Hager Hoover stuff, yeah, yeah, all the Hoover stuff, all the fuck himself, the Wizard stuff, not the Wizard, what's his name? Oh, the, uh, Shriek, the Shriek, not Shriek, Shimmer, Blitz, Blitz, Blitzer. I think the Blitz. That sounds bad. I think anyway, the Blitz. I think it's Fitz's character yeah. when he's zipping around the fast guy. I know. I can look right here. I have a book in front of me. <laughs> we have circles somewhere. Um, circles on the shelf. Yeah, like circles on the shelf. But I think Fitz is in this book. Yeah, but um, we just get to see 
Uh, I can't wait to see that because, like I said, this tells you the origin of them after in issue four. Yeah, it shows you get there. It doesn't give you the full depth of it, but it shows you them get there. It's gonna be cool to see them adapt then the the last four issues as well as some of the older stories, and then season three being the stuff here. Yeah, season three will be that. Yes, and then it'll end the show probably there, with using whatever characters they have. And Raiko's in volume two, by the way. Yes. Yeah, she's on the show on the cover, I think. Yes, I like. Yeah, so... Oh, man. Now that you're like, fuck, you're like, damn it! Yeah, so, know. what I've thought about for season uh, for season two, the only thing they can do possibly do now is... I Finish up like, volume one. Yeah, it would be <laughs> season two. So, if they make... Cause if you look at what it says on the actual Netflix thing, it says... This is volume season, one. It's season one, volume one. It's not... Oh, sorry. This is volume one. It just one. says volume one. Yeah. So, Which what they have that, to do so, is... So, a lot of them do it like this. So... Netflix has three v- ways of releasing things. Yeah. As a season, yep. which is anywhere between 10 to 13 episodes, depending on what it is. If it's an animated cartoon, sometimes it's 20. Right. They have something called the chapter, mm-hmm. which is always 10, mm-hmm. and it splits it up into two. So Sabrina is actually only two seasons long, yeah. but it's four chapters. Yes. So season one and season two follow the same plot lines, and season yeah. three and season four, or parts one and part, follow the same plot lines, yes. with some interconnectivity, obviously. Yeah, of course. But then we have something called a volume, which is set up as mostly an anthological thing. Like we have uh, Love, Death, and Robots, and we have Black Mirror, where they set up as volumes. Yep. But with this, this is the first series that is a volume that I've seen that is different than the others. Yeah. This one comes off more as chapters, where we will probably get volume two of Jupiter's Legacy faster than we'll get other seasons of other Netflix originals. Right. So like you, we know you's coming back sometime beginning of next year or late this year. Yeah. But... Last time it came out was 2019, and the right. time before that was 2017, when Netflix ad- originally adapted it from Lifetime or from TNT or something. I don't know where they got it from. So, what they're probably going to do is release it either near the end of the year or the beginning of next year, but not literally a year from now. They're going right. to try to fast-track it because it looks like they already have some stuff done, setting it as a volume, setting it with a cliffhanger, Only it only being eight episodes, I think, or maybe ten. 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 So, it just doesn't come off as like a full series. Right. It, it ends just going, oh. Well, that's the whole thing. So the only way they can continue the series is the next... The next volume has to finish this, volume one. Yeah, this, not even finished, because there's another whole other story no, here. No, 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 no. What they do is... You would have so to So here's my pitch for volume you would two have to of do, Jupiter's Legacy. You have to do you, from... From issue three. From three, not even. From, like, here? Yeah. This moment, really? Well, no, she already did this. We don't well, have no, there's that something else that's in here that I can't spoil on this, on the show, because it will spoil something that will be coming up in the season I know, two. but the, she may touch in this as well. But something that's here that she talked about here. Oh yeah, yeah, but whatever. That's actually this entire part of the book. I know, but I'm so, saying whatever. As in, season like, two would probably do from here, all the way till, till there. This stuff right here. Right here. Yeah, and then it'll be the and then the see then the, the season, arm on the shoulder thing. Again. Yeah. Well, not again, but more play into that. Right, and then from here, and then season three would season be season three is going to be that plus half volume, and, and then, no, it will be this, and then what the rest of this. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be that, cause it splits like again. It split. They'll, they'll probably split this in half again, or even touch just one issue into volume two, cause they also have they're also splicing a lot of the circle stuff. But no, I remember that they're not, but they will be. No one said that. No one. No one said it. But now that you give them the powers, you have so much stuff you need to talk about. No, you know they're not gonna adapt like the entire story of Richie being gay or the entire story of Fitz cheating on his wife. If they couldn't do all of this in one friggin' season. How long do you think the show's going to go on? 
Four seasons. Eight seasons? Four seasons. There's no way they can do it eight seasons. And four. four. There's no way you can do it four. Because if you do that in two, and then finish the rest up in the next two seasons. They're not adapting all of Circle. They're adapting certain flashbacks. Like, they can adapt the Sky Fox portrayal. They can adapt the... That happens in the book, though. They explain it in in, uh, Legacy of Volume 2. Yeah, but they're going to do it earlier in this because we just oh, got yeah. the reveal. But in now. Legacy Volume like, 2, they explain, the, they explain the full thing in Legacy Volume 2. Yeah. It's in Legacy Volume 2. They can adapt circle. some of the circle stuff. The circle, the circle stuff is actually just filler. It's actually more for Fitz and for Blue Bolt who don't get play in Legacy because yeah. it's really nothing. It's, 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 it's all the Union characters that aren't right. the main three. Right, that's all that is. Yeah. Um, which actually circle's really good. You should, everyone should research. And it explains more of the relationship Sheldon has, uh, relationship, uh, Sheldon has with... No, what's his? Walter. No, his wife's his at the time his fiance's oh, name. Oh, Lady Liberty. No, um, not her. Oh, oh my the god, she's not in the show long enough for me to remember. I forgot her, her name. name. But they're actually in the in Circle. I don't want to spoil it for Circle. They're together until she's like old, old. Really? Like they are together. Well, they're, they're married there for a while because we know Utopia. Utopia and Liberty. Him and his wife are together for a while. I didn't even explain that they really like how they got together together in um and in the show. No, they don't. One. They don't. I mean, no, not like season one. Uh, season one. They don't because it doesn't happen until like you don't find out how they got together until the end of Circle Volume Two. Wow. Yeah. Which is probably what they'll adapt in the end of because if they go the way we're planning it, where I mean, we're, like we're okay, like no, we're no, showing like, okay, 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 yeah. If they do what they did to them, that's how they could end it and show like a full or a board, like a full circle. Like right. Here's this. They can and do that. Here's this at the same. Yeah. Because there's a scene in with the beginning and the end. So there's a scene in here with Chloe. Um, after that big thing we were talking about before that we can't mention, we literally keep talking about we're it. We're alluding it very hard. If you play into what we're talking about, you can figure so it out. So after that, like it's later on, and then like there's this scene. Where is this? I can just show you it. Right here. When she's a kid and she's talking to her, her parents. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like like a kind of like reminiscing thing of this. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It could be a, like, before they do that, they would do the flashback. Over. But yeah, that you would have to explain like, well, the reason why him because they got old and then like they got together because Grace felt bad that she died and like she's old and they got divorced, <laughs> and it was really more like a pity get together. That's what happened. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no. Again, I like the show as much as the I, show is good. The show is good. It's a shitty adaptation. Oh yeah, no. It's. If you couldn't do this one, if you if you could only do half this, you could end that season one with that one thing and then leave open up season two with the other thing. Dude, and Black Star's literally in that one scene. And that's he's all he is. The he's sh- not in the show. He's in like five episodes. Yeah, he's like a big part of the show. He's not at all yeah. in the book. But also remember, the book the show is also written by Mark Millar. He did this on purpose. Yeah, he wanted to dabble more into what he wasn't able to do in comic book form. He's spreading things out and like setting things up. Because in a TV show, you have to write a very... Comic books are... We're writing one, we know. Yeah. It's com- not like... If we were to adapt our book into a show, we'd have to stretch a lot of stuff and plan things better. Right. And expand on characters' backstories faster than we're talking about them now. Right, because it's it's something that comes up. That's why Walking Dead is not a great adaptation for our comic yeah, no, book. The first season is pretty good, though. But, right. But, but after that, it, like, but again, it's very loose. a lot of it's them Same walk- with Invincible. There's a lot of changes they have to make. Yeah. In a comic book, you can stretch it out to 25 volumes and not do certain things. But in the TV show, you need to have actual conflict because in the first three volumes, it's Mark nothing. does like fucking nothing. Yeah, but until the end. Right, but it's also four and issues. And in the show, he does a lot. Right, because you, I it's, know they're it's, only four issues, but, but no, still, but still, no. But that's the whole point, though. Yeah. It's like it's four issues. Co- is it's the fir- changing content. The first volume is one and a half 
episodes. Right. Again, but uh, see that that's the difference. Like a TV show coming out weekly to compared to a comic book that's coming out monthly. And also that is 144 issues. Right. This one being 24 total or something. Right. Or 20. It's a little bit different. Yeah. It's very very different. A TV show to a comic book. So yeah, they've written the same. They've written the same way, but it's not done the same way. So that's why it's like, yeah, it's a good show. Jubilee Legacy is a good show. It's yeah, a good Mark show. Mark Millar was setting up a lot of stuff. Like he's like the the backstory of Jupiter, uh, Jupiter Man, because it makes I, more I, sense to call him Jupiter. I know Jupiter's Legacy. Why Utopian? Anyway, because a lot of the mythological blah blah yeah. blah, Assassin's Creed stuff. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm talking about. I, you know what I'm talking about with the fucking weird group stuff. I know. Stuff? No, I know. So, <laughs> Mark Millar is setting up like like I said with the fourth issue of this book, yeah. where they're doing the backstory. He expands that. From episode one, episode eight or ten. Right. I forget when they culminates everything. Yeah. He stretches that out. He even got Red Foreman in there. Right. He's got I, know. I was like, oh, like all that stuff and all that was new. Like that yeah. whole scene of like uh, uh, of showing was wandering walking. around. Yeah. yeah. That was never in this. Yeah. It's and, literally that they just show up at the island. Yeah. Like it literally is like getting together opens up with him getting together with the, his team. Yeah. After the fucking Wall after Street. After the death of his dad. After the Wall Street stuff. Yeah. Getting together. Oh, by and the way, then, they're all actual friends beforehand. That whole thing with him just showing up. Go find these strangers, except right. for two of them who you know. No, they were all friends beforehand, yeah. uh, except for Grace. Grace was still like a reporter. They yeah. were they were they weren't together. Yeah. To flash, you know, to like modern day, and then it goes back. Like he doesn't do it until episode four, episode issue four, and then it's like where they right explain here. The island. They go more to the island, yeah. and then they're just on the island. Mm-hmm. There was no like ship build up, and then they run into this. Yeah, which we. That's, yeah. It makes a little bit more sense Yes. in the comic on how they have powers. Yes. But it doesn't make sense in the show where they're just kind of like, oh, there they are. And then that was it. And then, like, the hitch and then, like, and then, um, uh, Vibe 2 goes more into the island stuff, and then we're finally going to get the answer about the island in Requiem coming out. Yeah, because he still didn't finish everything, because Mark right. Millar starts stuff and goes, I'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Like, Huck. He's been teasing Huck Volume 2 for the last, like, Hey, look, I got years. American Jesus 2. I'm going to get like. And they're working on three. I know, they're working on three. <laughs> like, I'm going to go get in trade. So I do we got all, Chrononauts too, so that's cool. I do all Miller World in trade because I want to get all Miller World. I want to have it on its own shelf. Miller World? Yeah. Miller you World. can. I'm, it's I'm, got a lot. I need to I need get Huck. I need to get I was Empress. looking at the back of um, Circle, and I was like, there's a lot of Millar that I have not read. I've only read one of Kick Ass. I've read Chrononauts. I, I have. haven't read any I have of that. these. I oh, have that. I have. Have have I've read that. Have that. Have that. Have that. Have that. Have. I didn't it. even know this was a book yeah. by him. I have that. I haven't read a lot. Super Crooks. You like Super Crooks? Yeah. I have all this. I have all these except for in this page. I don't have any of the Kick Ass and Starlight. I have Empress, which I thought. Was I need really Empress. Cool. I need Empress. I need Huck. I need Huck is so good. We have I need Empress. I need Huck. I need um. Empress Huck, Huck Starlight. Is good. Um. Starlight's getting adapted. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I kind of want it. It's also like it's a parody of Flash Gordon, but like an old man thing. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, like I said, that's... all of what um Marlar does is parodies of his favorite things when of he was course. a kid. Yeah, absolutely. This is Justice League. Yeah. And other stuff. Kick yeah. ass is like Robin and Batman. Yeah. Uh, you know, Starlight is Flash Gordon. Uh, Empress is Wanted is like Justice League. Game of Thrones. Wanted is a little bit like Justice League. Wanted is more like uh, more like Deadpool, in a way. Yeah, but like, but in general, the, the characters are all. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously. Justice League. They're all ties, DC. It ties to this, which is so cool. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. In the Millar world, the Millar world theory is that everything's connected. Jupiter's legacy, Circle Legacy, and I guess Requiem take place before. And that's how everybody has powers. That's why everyone has powers, and then Wanted happens, and that creates the universe that Kickass and all them exist in. Yeah, because it's a world post, and then in the world of certain... Wanted, Kickass, the world, Kickass. And wanted happen within the same world, and that's why MPH also takes place in the world. The birth of New Superior, like MPH yeah. and Huck, 
take place in the same universe. It's mm-hmm. the birth of new superheroes. Well, which one has a movie poster in it for a movie that's part of the? Universe? Uh, Superior. Superior has a movie poster of Nemesis or Super Crooks. Uh, I think it has a, uh, a poster of Super Crooks. Yeah. Super Crooks is a movie in that universe. Yeah. So Mark Millar exists in this in the Superior universe. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole like fucking thing. There, the, you can, there's forums on it. I've, I've looked at them a ton yeah, of times. I gotta go back and look at it. I was trying to like find a reading order, like which way to read. You it can't connect everything. You can't you read Jupiter's Legacy first, obviously. Well, if you try, if you go by the old one, but because of things like uh, things like American Jesus, where does American Jesus fit in? Like you have well, to, people will find it out. Well, I'm chronicling all the Star Wars. Someone can chronicle Mark Millar, like, or just fucking ask him. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> hey, Mark, where does your timeline fit in for all your books? Like, you and he'll go. American oh. Jesus doesn't fit in anywhere because it was originally a one-off, and then it just became... like Battle Pope, right? The Battle Pope is, a, I think, by Mark Millar. That is it's not by Millar. I know, but it's, like, I think that's Battle Pope is him, and it's just like why. I don't know. I think about it. Well, uh, America, America Jesus is like that one off. By one off, I mean it was meant to be a standalone. Yeah. It was meant to, sorry, it was meant to always have a sequel, but it never came out. It was never meant to be tied to this yeah. big world. Oh, but... Battle Pope is in uh, Crossover. That's who it was. Yeah. yeah. I was like, nice! Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's supposed to be like a bunch of... Chronicle in the Millarverse is hard because not everything's done. Yeah, because he's Sequels still working on All the books haven't come yeah, out. he's still working on a new Jupiter. Requiem he's is coming out. working on a new Hawk. Uh, working on new Hawk and uh, American, American Jesus. Yeah. Like, he's got a lot of stuff in the works. And with Starlight coming out as mm-hmm. a show or a movie or whatever, he's going to figure out a sequel or a prequel to it. Yeah. You know he's going to. So, so, sorry for droning on a little bit too much about Mark Millar, but that's kind of where we're supposed to be. That's where we're, so, that's where it is. Final word on Jupiter's Legacy. Like watch it, it or, or not. Watch it. Watch, watch it. it. Watch it. Watch it. But read it afterwards. Yes. Watch it and then read it and go, yes. wow, okay. Because you get a tease of what you're going to get with also the differences that you can spot out and figure out how they're going to, like we're doing. Yes. We're figuring out how they're going to fit everything into the show based off what we have in the comic with all the changes they made. It's true. So, it's fun. It's fun to do that stuff. Yes. But, now we are on to our book review. I'll go first, because I'm going to do the digital book first that we got. Oh, yeah. Well, then I'll go after that, because I want to get rid of... Get rid of... I want to get... Talking about my book. So, a friend of the show sent us an email about one of our Kickstarters that we're going to talk about. Phil, it is not you, but do not worry. We'll get to you at some point soon. I do want to talk to you maybe in an interview space sometime soon. If you listen to this, hit me up. If not, I'll just text you later, uh, later today. But, uh... Yeah, James. Cool. Where did we get it from? So, what is it? The book is called Invasion from, Invasion from Planet WrestleTopia, which is not a new book. No, it's actually available on all digital platforms. All six issues are out on all digital platforms. You can go out and read them. And I think that's physical too. No, they haven't had a physical copy. Really? Right. Because oh, this is their I first guess. physical copy. They're currently in the uh, part. Read by the time you listen to this, their Kickstarter should have started this week, this Tuesday, or next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, we'll have the links. And we'll have yes, we will have all the links. It is. Written, created and written by Ed uh, Cullen and Matt Intine uh, of Suspicious Behavior Productions. Um, we'll have all their stuff, uh, all their tags in. Um, yeah, I'll throw their the stuff links. in the doc as long as you remember to send it to me. Do it late at yes, night. I know. While I'm watching, probably kick ass. Um, Movie podcast. So it is six issues. I'm only reviewing the first. I'm only reviewing the first issue because yeah, you don't want to cover the whole thing, right. and then people aren't going to go kickstart it. Give exactly. Them a tease. The, the kickstart is to get the entire series in trade. Which is going to be dope. So it's really cool about uh, WrestleTopia. Um, it reminds me very much of, oh my god, uh, Ultimate Muscle. I can't remember this Oh show. my god. It reminds yes. me of Ultimate Muscle. Ultimate Muscle, muscle. let's go. Um, again, alien wrestlers and like, yeah. Ultimate Muscle. Yeah, I was let's like, yo, go. this is Ultimate Muscle with American Twist. That's I exactly. I that on my anime list again. Yeah, <laughs> right, this go. is literally Ultimate Muscle. Where's Ultimate Muscle? Um, it's funny. Uh, I'm not going to do a full breakdown like I normally do for the other books because it is a digital book because uh, you guys can go out and buy it for like pennies on the dollar probably. Um, it's great. 
you have a character named Rory, Rory Lands. Um, he is kind of like a mix between in my head when I'm reading, I picture Macho Man, um, and like Hulk Hogan mixed. Yeah, <laughs> he's an antelope and there's a baby. Yes, Ultimate Muscle's fucking stupid. Um, but this reminds me very much of Ultimate Muscle, very much like um, Rory Land. His character is very much like the the I forgot the kid's name for Ultimate Muscle. Um, but again, he's very much that macho man. And they're fighting over the championship of Earth. And not, kind of like Mortal Kombat. Um, a he's a disgruntled professional wrestler who declares himself champion of the universe. Um, it's the problem is that everyone, because he declares himself champion of the world, other uh, champion of the universe, all the aliens are like, uh, we have a whole planet of wrestlers. You have to beat all of us because of the champion of the universe. So it's very much like a mix of fish out of water mixed with like uh, the hamminess of what you think Hulk Hogan or Macho Man would be like if they had to go up and defend the Earth as the <laughs> against aliens. Um, it's super funny. The art's very uh, colorful. The art's awesome. It does fit the story very well. You guys know I have this whole thing with art fitting a story dynamic because uh, when art doesn't fit a story, it drives me nuts. Yeah. Like Remicio with Harley Quinn. Um, it's an awesome, fun story. Should you guys go out and definitely check it out? It's a fun story. If you're a fan of wrestling, you'll really love this. Um, it does like very much of like uh, the stuff you may see on um, Dark Side of the Ring, where it's like the behind the scenes stuff, where he's like, "Yeah, I'm not really like this, you know, tough dude, and like it's all an act." Like he's played because he's a, he's a professional wrestler, so for him, he knows it's all an act. Mm -hmm. They think because they're literally a space race of aliens that wrestle that this is not an act. There is no, like, Vince McMahon set up here. <laughs> this is, like, this is a culture, and, like... Macho Man, oh, yeah! That's, like, like that would be if Macho Man was, like, that in real life. You know, type of thing. So that's very much that. So he gets kind of caught up in all this, like, in the lie of the persona he he, uh, he is. So there's very much a lot of 90... A lot of nods and, and lip service to um, old-school WWE stuff. So, like I said, if you're a fan of this, I definitely recommend it. I will be tweeting out our two different tweets for this, just so you guys, if you guys want to just check them out and hear this review, they're here. Um, definitely support the Kickstarter. It'd be awesome. It'd be cool to see these guys succeed. They reached out to us, which is really cool. So, guys, thanks again. Uh, I hope you guys listen to this review. Uh, yeah, so we'll have yeah. all their things. And if you, if you listen this far... Hit me up on anything, and I'll do an interview with you, and we can talk about it maybe midway through your Kickstarter, yeah. or you know something adding backers or, yeah. or adding tiers and stuff. If you want to hit me up, uh, you can hit me up at, at Scruffy Moose Man, guys, personally, and then I can, uh, yeah. you know, set something up. Same with Phil. Or we can probably just do this on our own now. For we can always just hook them up too. Yeah, yeah, you don't do the interviews, I do. I know. I refuse <laughs> to do them. No, you don't refuse. You're busier I'm than busy. I am. I mean, I'm here all the time. I'm late here. That's I what mean, it is. Maybe not soon, but you know. My, my life's going to be fucking over. Same with me, dude. I'm getting busier, too. We're yeah, both getting busier. But, yeah, so, yeah, guys, that is a review. I definitely give it a check out. I'm not going to rate this because it's not, like, a name, amazing book. I would, would, really, would feel really bad giving this a review only on one issue for a complete series that's already out. So I will I will forego my stars, but definitely check it out. This book is awesome. So, Hunter, you want to talk about your book? Yeah, so this week I chose to read Reptile from Marvel. Written by Terry Blass with pencils by Anid Balam. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name poorly. This is the regeneration, the re you know introduction of Reptile into the greater Marvel universe after his basically disappearance after Avengers um, Academy and Avengers Island and Avengers what was it called? Avengers with Arcade. Avengers fight? Arena. Avengers Arena. I believe he was in that one for a bit, and 
this is just his reintroduction back into the world. It is a text-heavy, background-heavy recap of who Reptile is, what he's doing, and who the major players are in his life currently. He has his uh, grandpa who took him in and his two cousins, as, long, as well as his aunt, because his parents ended up disappearing during a... a what are they called? Paleontologist is a pale. Is it a paleontological? Pre- yes. Paleon. Paleontological. A dig. Paleontological. Yes. Is that what it would be called? Yes. They're, they're they're at a fucking dinosaur dig, bro. <laughs> they're, they're, they're digging up dinosaur bones. They end up disappearing. And back to uh, current day, uh, Humberto Lopez Reptil. He is eating tacos with his family, and he gets attacked by this new villain who um, doesn't have a name. And he is, uh, uh, he knows something about Reptile and he wants the gem from him to become, uh, assumably, an ultimate bad guy, because that's what most villains are. And his life just starts getting into shambles now, and there's some big twists that are going to give us more into Reptile's past going forward that I will not spoil, but it is really cool to see Reptile back. He was first introduced in, like I think you said on the live stream, Superhero Squad show. Yep. I think his first issue of a book was uh, around Avengers um, Initiative slash Avengers Academy. So I don't 100% know when he was first introduced. But uh, Superhero Squad show was definitely something fun to give us an audience insert of a kid who turns into dinosaurs because, like Reptile says in the book, that's the that, who doesn't want to, what kid doesn't want to turn into a dinosaur? Like that is the biggest awesome power you can get as a kid. Is it though? As a kid? Everyone likes dinosaurs as a kid. Is it though? Dude, Stegosauruses, those are my jam. God, I can't. <laughs> um, gripes about the book before I, you know, talk about anything else. Yeah. Uh, very, very word heavy. Not new reader friendly in the point of if you're a kid trying to read this, there's a lot that's going to bog you down. Okay. If you're interested in the character, definitely check it out. It gives you a full rundown of everything that's going on with him, including, like I said, introducing the new players. Okay. It just sucks that there's so much dialogue for such a, for a character that doesn't necessarily need that. Okay. I understand writing a Superman book and you want to introduce this like alien thing and you want to have all this like lore dump on this. You don't really need a lore dump on Reptile besides the the two pa- the two page spread of his origin and what he's up to now. There's so much dialogue that was unnecessary. And we were talking about it before because we were doing our own thing. Yeah. And we don't need unnecessary dialogue. And this has a lot of the unnecessary dialogue that bogs down most books, especially this being an issue one. Yeah. Issue ones, you want crazy action and crazy stuff. There's only one action sequence in the book, and it's the last three pages. Four That's pages, give or take. It's introduction, it's splash page origin, it's him adjusting to his new life, which is a good superhero no, it's story. Bad. Yeah. It's a good superhero story, but... With a character who's already established enough, who's been on the Avengers, we don't need a... F- I just want more action. That's fair. There's not enough action in this book, and I feel like that's what kind of bogs it down a lot, too, besides the unnecessary words. Okay. Stuff I love about the book, though, the art is phenomenal. Um, the characterization of Reptile is just how you would imagine him to be if you haven't read him before. If you've just seen him in Superhero Squad Show, he's exactly how you want him to be. If you've read him before, he's still very similar. He has a little bit more of a jo- uh, juvenileness to him, but it's just... You know, yeah. There's a lot of good. Oh, yeah. You sent it to me now. Um, I, I know. So, you know, I, I'm gonna give this book a, f- a three and a half. It is a. Sh- it is just. It's solid. It's it's a good book. It's a good first read. It just sucks that there's so much unnecessarily unnecessary dialogue that bogs down the pace. Okay. Because you're reading it and you're like, at the beginning, it's a slow read, yeah. and then by the end, the action sequence hits and you're done. That's fair. Yeah, right when the action starts, the book ends. That's, That's not fair. what you want. Right. You want something. Yeah. Like, your book has a lot of good, like, yes, what? I know. And then our store book is just... Uh, I love it. Our store book is, yes. 
Are we going to talk about this? Not that. We're not going to talk about this? But yes, we are. Yes and no? No, I said no. Go back to the, the other page you had on. Oh, like, like that, not that. Not about where's Waldo. Well, like the other one. Where's yeah. Stripesy? The other one we were talking about. Is that him? Did I find him? Yes. <laughs> nice, dude. Fucking got him. <laughs> Ace in the hole, baby. I love it. Like, is that him? <laughs> yes. God, you're like really. I love the, the the praise you give yourself for this. Hey man, what did you read before we get into our story? Hi, cool guys. I read The Blue Flame by Christopher Cantwell. You from... stole my goddamn book, you son of a bitch. Yep. <laughs> I saw this, like, that's my book. I was going to read Reptile anyway. Uh, uh, written by Christopher Cantwell. This guy's written, like, no books. I know. It's a very old. I've never heard of Christopher Cantwell before. Enlighten me. Who is I he? I know, I know. TVN Re- Comics? TVN Dr. Comics. Doom. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. God, we were so bad. The, he wrote The Mask as well at the same time as writing Doctor Doom. He got two books at the beginning. Man, his career is crazy. Who is this guy? I know. <laughs> not such an amateur. We're like, who is, who is this nobody? Weird. <laughs> ah, we <laughs> suck, dude. So, we don't do research on the writers unless no. we already know them. Unless we know. Go, look, we're, well, we're especially when shop. TV writers transition, it's hard yeah. to always pick up on it. Yeah. So, I did a Blue Flame by Volt. Uh, oh, yeah. Volt is Awesome book. Speaking of Vault, Money Shot's back. Read it. Yes. By the way, there is an original score if you want to listen to it attached oh, to... Oh, yeah, Vault always does that stuff. Actually, I, think I kind of want to pull it up. Vault and Aftershock do a lot of the... Yes. Um, I was talking about... After- that's probably like Space Odyssey stuff. I was talking to uh, the guy from Aftershock <laughs> about that. Uh, one day when he came in. I wonder if we're going to have one. <gasps> Ooh. If we only go to Aftershock. We'll see. Or Vault. Oh, I thought that was squishing. It was my belt buckle. What was, my, was uh, that? It was my belt buckle. Stress oh my up god! <laughs> I was like, "What?" I was like, "What is the squishing? Am I stepping on something?" Yeah, nah, dude. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so this book is really cool. It opens up with a ca- uh, with Sam Bruin, who's created a, and I hate this, a <laughs> highly combustible fuel known as cobaltium. And he has a micro uh, mercurial tank and wrist jets made in blue flame. None of this is scientifically accurate. Nice. But again, this is fun because it does have a very good, nice feel of old school Silver Age uh, nonsense uh, with a modern age twist. Um, he's like a mix between like um, you want I want to say like Iron Man and Green Lantern uh, for this. He's exploring different worlds and he ends up having to go on trial. We then flash back to Earth. Uh, he's from Minnesota, which is funny. Because it's freezing all the time. Uh, and, like, he's hiding in superpowers in plain sight type of thing. You run into the supporting cast of the Night Brigade, which is kind of like they're just League. They're just League slash Avengers thing. I don't know why I said it with inflection about singing. Yeah, that is. Um, which includes Swiftbird, The Feet, Thea. The Feet? Yeah, F-E-A-T. Though. Okay. I was like, oh. Not F-E-E-T. <laughs> the Feet. Um, and the Crimson, Vis- uh, Crimson Visage. Visage. Visage? Visage, whatever you want to call it. Um, and they're going out to meet, like, they're doing, like, a meet and greet. Um, and then it ends in an awful, awful way. Um, there is not a lot of text in this book. Uh, I like it like that, especially for issue one. It has to be light. It has to be airy. Um, I'm, like, describing a freaking cake. Um, <laughs> I like it with a little bit of icing, but it's also cream-filled. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm like, light, airy, man, I'm hungry. Like, Dunkin' Donuts after this? Um, what's really cool about this, again, what's really cool about this is that it goes right into the action. It doesn't bog you down with, like, here's the entire backstory of this character and everything you need to know about it in one, like, fucking issue. And then, like, where's the story? Like, where does it go from here? Cool, now I know about this character, but what's the storyline? And it was really cool to hear that there is two stories. One, that's what you see in the opening, and two, the ending. Um, I do like the duality of the stories, um, hopefully how they interconnect will be seen. Um, 
which does probably tie into the ending that ties into the opening. Again, I can't speculate too much because again, we don't have spoilers in this. But it's a really cool book. Again, it gives you that kind of like Silver Age nostalgia, which is the ridiculous names and the costumes. Um, to me, and like the the really the, the ridiculousness of a guy making his own fuel. Um, but again, like my only knock on it is that it does see it seems really it seems really quick. But I also kind of I don't feel like it's a bad thing. Like it's it's quick. But it makes me want more. Like, I want more. Like, all right, cool. This is awesome. Now, what's the next part of this? Um, so, I'm giving it a 4 out of 5. Nice. Yep. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Let's talk about our store book now. All right, guys. I will do this because... Oh, yeah. Okay, well, hold on. Stargirl Spring Break Special. John, Jeff Johns. Todd Nauk. Go. Yep. <laughs> so, it opens up with Green Arrow and Red Arrow on a same mission. And mission. And we call Red Arrow. Uh, on a mission where they run into... Oh, they were talking to... Um, Green Arrow and Amico are talking to each other. She brings up the fact about a time about the Seven Soldiers' victory, uh, which is funny because they actually show all seven soldiers uh, here. Actually, there's eight soldiers. But one's gone. One they don't talk about because they don't... They actually don't classify Stripesy as a he soldier. He was always a sidekick. Yeah, he was Star's uh, sidekick. Yeah. Um, one of them died. That was the... Uh, Unknown seventh soldier. Um, also, Emco does bring up a big question: is how he was the Golden Age Green Arrow, and they kind of like blow past that real quick. <laughs> well, because again, they get interrupted. And then we meet Crimson Avenger. This is the new Crimson Avenger. Yeah, obviously. Which is dope. I like. I love her suit. The design is nice. I love her. I've loved her suit since the JSA, when she was in JSA. Yeah. Um. She ends up. Ta- she ends up. We end up cutting to. Um. I want to call her Courtney Whitmore. I was gonna call her Breck. For the actress's Rekka. name, yeah. Um, yeah. Because Courtney in school um, and it's spring break, so She's her, reminiscing. Yep. So her and her father will go chill out. You, ha- they, I think this takes place after the new Fifty Two run. Yes, it does. But I think, but does it take place before her Justice League of America run? Yeah, this is all afterwards. Is it's after? Okay. Remember, so it's, it's post rebirth. No, oh, oh yeah, it's new infinite, yeah, we're in front, infinite frontier now. Watch the show. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, really cool. They do break down all the characters. Um, and again, they all the seven soldiers, which is really cool. I've always liked seven soldiers. They go to Marble Beach uh, to chill out for their spring break, uh, where they kind of reminisce about her bringing. Um, she brings the Star Girls gear. Um, they talk just in about, case. Yeah, she. This also ties back into uh, why they have to go to Marble Beach. This ties back to the Infinite Frontier issue. Sorry, of Star Girl. Oh yeah, the little just the little, the little one. Yeah. Um, I'm going here soon. They meet up with. Shining Knight. Um, sorry, they don't meet up with Shining Knight. They talk about um, all the Seven Soldiers of Victory, uh, what they've been up to, whether Shining Knight. Um, yeah, then you got flashbacks. You have flashbacks Shining Knight, you have Green Arrow and Speedy. They run through everybody. You have Crimson Avenger and Wing. Um, which is funny how Crimson Avenger goes from like this suit to like the shadow looking suit. Yeah. Uh, and then it you have. It goes down. And then you have Vigilante. Uh, Who's Cowboy? Yep. Not the uh, Vigilante that we get in the new stuff. Right. This is the cowboy version. Because the vigilante and the new stuff is like a, uh, a play. It should have been her technically in this, or yeah. him in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, uh, you have Crimson Avenger. Not Crimson Avenger. Yeah, Crimson Avenger shows up and to, brings everybody with him. And brings everyone well, with brings her. Them to her. Them. Yes. To now Bruce reunite the seven. Pan. Yep. There to reunite seven. Nice. Uh, they are going after Nebula Man, um, the one who actually killed uh, the unknown soldier, the unknown soldier yeah. um, which is great. Give him a smack. And they explain how every child that's ever been on uh, a Seven Soldier, one of Seven Soldiers of Victory, has been messed up. Whether it was uh, 
um, Speedy, yeah. uh, Star, or Wing. Yeah, so you ended up dropping off the kids. Yeah. Like, sorry, guys. And then we enter the time travel nonsense, which I will I'm not sur- explain. I'm surprised. Um, well, they talk about Clock King. Mm. I'm surprised uh, Courtney's never appeared in the Teen Titans, like in official capacity. She's the same age never, as Emiko Yeah, in this. but she didn't want to be. She didn't have That's to be. That's true. Well, she was part of Justice League of America when they were she doing was just, the whole uh, thing. She was just as, and then before that, she was in Justice Society of the Comic. Yeah. That's what makes a difference. And you get some weird, yeah, time travel. It's fun, time travel nonsense. And there's this one major scene. I... Oh, that's cool. Dark Knight Returns, baby. Yep. Just noticed that. Yep. I didn't see the arm. Nice. And then you have, Courtney has a vision. And this vision means a lot. Which vision? So. This the where they're running in the woods? This one? Yes. Okay. That's a vision she's having. The three characters that they have up there are Wing, which we know. Yeah, and then two the, other mysterious characters. One is Secret. Her name is Secret. She's oh. from the Young Justice book, mm-hmm. um, and that's probably the kid that's next to her. It's uh, next to him is probably Danny Dynamite. Yeah, he's Can't a goal. He's Judy Garrick behind. Judy Garrick is, I think, was Jay's wife. I was gonna say no. That's Joan. Maybe it's her daughter. That might be. Ooh. ooh, we just figured it out. We cracked the code. Jeff Johns, we're on to you. I know. Um, but it's Danny Dynamite. Uh, next time, and then it's, the child reminder is coming. Lost sons and lost daughters. The children need to be free. Yeah, it's probably her, that's yeah. probably Jay's daughter. Um, and without any spoiling anything else, else yes, Star Girl number one, yes, coming out soon. Hell yeah! Dude. Then we have this mini story in the back with the Clock King, with the Clock King and Perdegaton, leading up to another bit of Jeff Johns comics. He's coming back to DC. Just After Doomsday yep. Clock, he's back. Just Society, passes prologue written by Jeff Johns and drawn by Brian Hitch. Brian Hitch minutes. is doing the inside. Dude, uh, we were just talking about Hitch. He should do more interiors. Dude, it's like I fucking write this. So, the be- <laughs> what's crazy, if you look at the back, if you look at the spread page, it's every incarnation of the Just Society has been. Just dope. Uh, Earth 1 and Earth 2's version of it. Um, including, like, Huntress is on there and, like, this is the Earth 2 version and this is, like, the Earth 1 version yeah. of it. And like, cause Wonder Woman's both Wonder Woman are there. It may be Hippolyta, it may not be. It's so cool. Yeah. And I do like Alan Scott's new uniform. Oh yeah. And Jay's new that. uniform is very clean. Jay's is a little more streamlined. Yep. So is Our Man's. Yep. Everyone else looks the same though. Our Man looks yeah. Uh, Wildcats looks. Obsidian, lo- you got Hakeem, you got. Uh, yeah, Obsidian's looks the same. Adam Smasher. Uh, Doctor Fight's a little more updated. Power Girls is about the same. Boo Window. Boo Window. Uh, Tornadoes is the same. Mr. Reference doesn't have any red in her uniform. That may be a coloring defect, I guess. Yeah. Um, and Wildcat's updated. Yeah, looks good. I can't wait for that. I'm excited for that. Also, Jeff Johns to hop on it. Also, can you spice the Because I can. Bam. Yeah, I got him. I got him first, bro. Don't even. I showed you where he was. Dude, it's so cool. <laughs> um, so, what are we giving the Stargirl? Five. You're at five? We love Stargirl now. I, we do love Stargirl. We're on, we're, on Star, we're on Stargirl hype train. Yeah. The show was so good and so campy and so dumb. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. And then going back to reading her stuff in... Um, I didn't go back to read the original stuff. I read, I read a little you bit should read, show. You should read Stripe. Yeah. The Stars, that's, that's and, the uh, Stars and Stripe series. Yeah, you should read that. And, and read I read, JSA. A little, I read a little bit of the Justice League of America book nah. back in New 52. They made her like a model. She's ed- she's a little bit more edgy because she's more like a modern teenager in yeah. there. You should this really, brings her back. Yeah, the frontiers goes. This, we don't we don't talk about New Fifty Two. This is more of in line with the Just Society version of her, the JSA yeah. version of her, which is a little bit that Jeff Johns wrote. Yeah, it's really good. Um, she's again a typical American teenager in that, but not like the edginess of like not a modern a teenager. Yeah. She's like a late nineties, early two thousands teenager. Yeah, me. Um, yeah, she's me. Yeah, <laughs> it's really cool. I like I like the story a lot. Yeah, and, 
not, not even going, oh man, here's just a one shot to keep you posted on what's going to happen no. in her show. It even goes to be continued in number one. Whether it's a six issue miniseries, whether it gets canceled too early, I'm going to read that book. No, I can't wait. That's it's going to be good. Dope. It's going to be really good. Yeah. So, James, you want to close us out now that we're here? I don't know if we said five, but it's fives. It's five, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Five. We're giving fives. Jeff Johns, masterpiece. Of course. Bring him home again. So, guys, let's bring this home. Thanks for listening, guys. You can head over to our website, andrewscomics.com, to check out this week's previews and new releases. Follow us on Instagram at andrews underscore comics. The podcast Instagram, Andrew's Amazing Podcast. And the podcast Twitter, uh, Andrew's Amazing for up to date news. I'm on there always resharing like news and cool little things I see. Um,. And, like, sometimes I talk about stuff, like, I want to talk about. We're trying to dabble into social media a little bit more. Yep. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. As always, support your local comic shop, and have a nice day. Peace. I'll see you guys for next week for episode 100. Beep, 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 beep. We got special plans going. Woohoo!